I really messed my morning up, man. Everything was going just fine until your boy comes in here with like, oh, Kyron Williams is going to be out for multiple weeks. He'll be out until week 10. I don't have until week 10. I got to play Roshan Johnson this weekend. He plays for the Bears. Who is everyone new coming into the season and no one was duped by Stink. Spent an entire offseason saying that. They're going to be the worst team in all of football. That's what, that's I, I what you said. kept saying that. That's what you said. Okay. God. Thanks a lot, jerk. Who are you? What is he even doing here? <laughs> Just bring your buddy to work day? Is that what it is? He's trying to learn a little bit, I think. Over here? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is he going to learn? How not to do things? You want to get ahead in life, go check out Glenn Clark Radio. And then remember, whatever you do, don't do that. Don't do that. Good morning. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn. Griffin is here. And um, joining us in the studio this morning, uh, Press Box intern this this summer. Right? You were, oh, it, there was, wow. uh, now? Yeah. Why do I feel like you've been here for a while? All right. Never mind. It's, I lied. It's been doing that great of work, I guess. But is that what it is? Yeah. It's just been that memorable? Uh, Press Box intern currently, like I've always said, Obviously, that's what it was. I've, I, there are two things that people know about me. It's that everyone knows I thought the Bears would stink this season and that I knew that Jake Schindel had been with us for only a few weeks and was interning in the fall. Those are two things, character traits, frankly, about me that people know. Uh, Jake uh, is a student at Towson. He's involved with the Tower Light over there, and he's been interning for uh, Luke Jackson at Press Box and. He just wanted to come in, hang out this morning. It's good to see you, Jake. Thanks for stopping by. You too. Thanks for having Gotta me. Got to get right up on the microphone. That'll be the first lesson that we'll have. Jadavion Clowney was struggling with that last <laughs> night, so you are in good company. Awesome. How's your uh, edge rush skills? How's your pass rush win rate? Probably not as good as Jadavion. Not this season. <laughs> Maybe last season, but this season it's quite good. Um, good to see you. Thank you for coming in and hanging out with us. We will, uh, we'll talk to you a little bit as the show goes on. A uh, lot to do on the program today. Coming up this hour, we're going to preview the Detroit Lions with my buddy, Lions color analyst, former offensive lineman, Mr. Lomas Brown, will join us as we talk about the new America's team. He is the color analyst for their broadcasts. Um, we are going to choose to bring you segment number one of the Tyus Bowser show a little bit earlier than we typically do. We're going to bring it to you this hour, and the reason we're doing that, of course, is because John Harbaugh said, well, you know, you're going to have to talk to him. Well, we did. We talked to him. I'm not sure that it's going to provide you the clarity that you're looking for. I'm just going to be honest about that, and we can talk about it, but we asked him, it, is there some big announcement? There's some, you know, cert? We'll let him respond. So we had a great night last night. Thanks to everybody who came out to, boy, did we have a crowd last night. Oh, my God. Mother's North Grill and Timonium was packed packed to the gills there were people that were there all night that i didn't even see i'm walking out after the night's over and luke jackson is just sitting really? there I'm like hi luke <laughs> it was how it was crazy last night it was wild man but uh thank you to everybody who came out we had a wonderful time and thank you to jevion Clowney who not only came out and was gracious with his time but seriously that one of the bigger crowds that we've ever had for the tyus bowser show and he was awesome and he stayed there late. 
try to take care of everybody and let everybody get a picture and autograph. It was it was overwhelming. If you missed last night's Tyus Bowser show, it'll be available throughout the week on this show. It's available in the archives. You can listen to it on 105.7 The Fan on Friday night, and then don't miss the next one. We will not... Normally we do every two weeks, but two weeks from last night would be Halloween, and we feel like everybody's going to have plans. We don't really feel like competing with that. So we bumped it back a week, and we will do the show on November 7th. So we're going to have a three-week hiatus. November 7th will be the next Tyus Bowser show as we will return to Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. Come hang with us on November 7th for the next Tyus Bowser show. And then also this morning, Terry Hasseltine, Executive Director of Maryland Sports. Uh, big week. The Maryland Five Star gets underway tomorrow out at Fair Hill. He'll tell us about that. Also, Maryland, a lot of interesting connections. Um, this announcement this week about all the new Olympic sports, flag football, cricket, yeah, I say new, baseball and soccer aren't really new Olympic sports. They just, for some reason, it's not baseball and soccer, baseball and softball. For some reason, they come and go. It's a weird bit where they're like, we're not sure this is a sport. Well, it's, it's baseball. Yeah, we don't know. We'll take it off. Look, I have, I do have opinions about this subject with baseball being in the Olympics because I've always said it's the goofiest bit every time you get to the Olympics. And you're like, and now all of the greatest athletes in the history of their sports and also a beer league baseball tournament. It is bizarre. So I actually don't know that I have a problem with baseball being excluded from the Olympics because you're never going to have the players involved. So it's just like it, it is the weirdest the greatest swimmers in the world, the greatest track athletes in the world, the great, and then some guys, <laughs> some double A baseball, pl- some independent league baseball players are here to get the same gold medal as everyone else gets, despite the fact that they are very clearly not the best players in the world. It's a weird bit, man. Really weird bit. But of course, also lacrosse was added. Um, that there's a lot of impact there, right? Like I was just out at USA Lacrosse this weekend. Like it's a huge deal for the state of Maryland for lacrosse to now be an Olympic sport. Terry Hasseltine will talk to us a little bit more about that. Um, if you're not familiar with Athletes Unlimited Lacrosse, for example, over the summer, that is the concept sort of that they're going for with lacrosse sixes, which is what's going to happen in the Olympics. So Terry Hasseltine will tell us a little bit more about that. And we'll play Would You Rather Wednesday. I am slow. I, I, I posted it. Maybe we could probably just leave it at I am slow, I guess. <laughs> I should probably just cut off the sentence there. I think I'd be all right. Anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, we will talk. We'll get into Would You Rather Wednesday, and I'll get it posted here at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. It is up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio, if you want to get your responses in. Uh, yeah, remember when I said I thought that the Diamondback series was more over than the Astro series was yesterday? Uh, yeah, I guess you were you, you were right about something. Yeah. Yeah. That looks like a team that ain't ready. Like, they, I, I really don't know what the story is in the Dodgers. Like, how can the Dodgers have gotten swept by that team? The rest. That, it really is just yeah. the layoff. That's all it is. It's just the layoff. Because, my God, man, like that team looks about as shell-shocked as it gets. And I get it. The Orioles, you know, pissed the bed in Game 3, Game 2, and Game 3 of the Division Series. So who am I to talk? Like the Diamondbacks actually won their series. So they've got that going for them, which is nice. 
I they did not look like a team that's ready for that. Now maybe it's just the the Philadelphia thing is clearly a thing, right? Like I, whatever you want to say, part of it is the team's very good and they have home run hitters. They're loaded that lineup and they can pitch. Like that's that's definitely part of it. But it also seems like there is some aura to going to Philadelphia right now. Merrill Kelly, like, running his mouth. I know. I don't know why they're... Why in God's name would you choose to poke the bear? Like, what yeah. in the world are you doing? In fairness, he pitched well. He, he gave yeah. up, like, two solo homers, I think. He pitched well enough. I I mean... When you, your team gets shut out, it, you know... Yeah, it lo- makes matter, it all the but... worse. I understand that. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, what? what is this? What is the thought process? You can just say nothing. I always say this to people. You know, you're allowed to just say nothing. It's okay. Somebody asked me, you know what's something that I have chosen not to talk about much? The situation in the Middle East. You know why? Because I'm not educated enough. I, I, I hate seeing, it's awful. I hate that anybody is getting hurt and losing. Like, I hate that. But you want me to have a conversation about it? I'm the wrong person, chief. I don't know. You know what I'm not going to talk about today? Who should be the next Speaker of the House? Not my place. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I'm I, just not qualified for these conversations. It's okay sometimes. By the way, I, I might be qualified to talk about certain things, and I'm still going to choose not to. I'll be good with it. Like I don't need to chime in on this. I don't need anyone to choose to not like me based on any dumb thing that I say, it's okay sometimes. And you can almost do it professionally. Like, the answer for Merrill Carey can be, you know, we think we've got a great home field advantage. They've got a great uh, home field advantage. I, l- I look forward to the challenge. Something like that. That's all you got to do, man. Maybe you can media train. The just that easy. You don't. Then you give it an answer. And yet you haven't really given an answer. And that's the great part. No one's going to care. No one is going to I was half waiting for after last night's game to him be like, well, I thought the things that were said in the interview room were, were private. I thought this was our sanctuary. I was waiting for that response. I thought the microphone for me meant. Right. <laughs> How do you know it was even me that said it? I thought they were going to go the Arcia route. They chose not to do that. Yeah, that was uh, that was what we call a shellacking. Shellacking. I don't another, know. Another pull good, up. Uh, do me a favor. Pull up a Superbook right now and tell me. I would assume the Phillies are favored to win the World Series, but I'm trying to think of what the numbers would be. Would the Phillies be plus 125 and the Rangers plus 200 at this point? The uh, is that your final guess? Uh, of course, it's Superbook.com. And if yes. you download the Superbook app, you can use the code Glenn Clark 23. And when you do. You'll get up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Again, Superbook.com or download the Superbook app. Um, yeah, I think the Phillies are – we'll start with the Phillies are plus 125. Uh, they are plus 105. Wow. Best odds. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised they have the best series. odds. Well, yeah. That part I – but that's that's even money, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that is – I get it. They – well, right, they – they would have home field advantage in the World Series, correct? It's based on record, record now, right? yeah. Yes, I think so. I mean, I get it. Neither team was good. That's where we're at. None of the teams that are left were good, but I'm pretty sure they had a better record than the Rangers. They wouldn't over, or they would over the Astros, too. I don't know. That's a good question. 
Would they have it if somehow the Astros were to be able to come back? I think what that reflects is what I'm talking about, which is even though the Astros now have to go back on the road, we think there's at least a chance of them pulling off a comeback where we believe that there is no chance of the Diamondbacks doing the same thing. They all won 90 games, all three of them. What the hell? (laughs) Well, we know the Astros have the tiebreaker over the Rangers because they they won the division. Right. Yes. We have. So, do we have any idea? Who I guess has the it just goes head to head, right? Would, would that uh, Jake, look into that. Jake, you do the. We'll have Jake do the oh, investigation so on that. Jake's going to investigate who would have the tiebreaker between the. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Who would have the tiebreaker between the Rangers and the Phillies? Um. So the, okay, plus one hundred five for them. The and, Rangers swept uh, the Phillies. But do we know if like that's the first series of the do year? Do we know if that's the tiebreaker? I don't know if that's the tiebreaker. Yeah, but that is a fact. All right. So we have that filed away. If the first tiebreaker is head to head. So go back to the the odds. The Rangers are. It is head to head. Head to head. So the Rangers would actually have home field advantage in the World Series. Big. But again, I think the odds are reflecting like again they're facing the Astros, and we're not ready to say the Astros are dead yet. Mm-hmm. So I'll stay. The at, Phillies did take two of three from the Astros. So yeah. if it were them, uh, the Phillies would have home field advantage for the World Series. Mm-hmm. So I will say that the odds for the. The Rangers are plus. If the at, if the Phillies are all the way at pl- plus one hundred five, I'll say that the Rangers are plus two seventy five. Way lower, like way really, closer yeah, really, plus one fifty, even lower. What plus one thirty five for the Rangers to win the World Series, and then the Astros plus nine hundred five. Yeah, and eighteen eighty five. Yeah, right. The Diamondbacks are plus a billion. <laughs> At this point, plus it's actually just the infinity symbol. That's what it is. Not dead yet. If you want to bet the Diamondbacks, you can win sixty billion dollars right now. Um, yeah, that's about right. That's about right. I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised the Rangers numbers are so low. I thought they would show a little bit more deference towards the Astros there and the, the chances that Houston still has because they're the Astros. But you know, that's that's probably about right. I don't know how I would like if you force me to bet one way or the other on one of those two teams. Like it, it feels like there's a thing happening with Philadelphia, but there's also it feels like there's a thing happening with Texas. I don't really I, have a sense. I would trust Philly more. Again, it's why? Just, just because of the world of Chapman, and they keep throwing him out there, and that's the one weakness with Texas right now. Both teams seem to be wagons. But, you know, Aroldis Chapman is really shaky, and I don't trust that. So yeah, I, that's true. I, the Phillies were just here last year. Yeah, I understand that, but they I don't I don't really know how much that matters at this point, right? Like Bryce Harper's got something to prove and you know I'll Eileen, listen, I'll Eileen. Listen. what do you think Corey Seeger doesn't care? <laughs> hey, Bryce Harper really wants to win the World Series. Bryce Corey Harper's Seeger, better. Corey Seeger's just like, I'm enjoying the ride. <laughs> Weird bit. Weird bit. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I understand why the default would be Philadelphia. I again, I think part of it is also that we're not ready to completely dismiss the Astros just yet, whereas we're ready to declare that the NLCS is over. So it's easy to sort of coalesce behind that team because, like, we're confident that they're going to be there. We're, we're still not fully certain that Texas is going to be there. If Texas sweeps the Astros, or even gets the job done in like five games without that series going back to Houston. That's a hell of a statement, man. Texas in five plus two fifty. That's the what's Texas in four? Texas in four is plus two forty. That's a little surprising, yeah. right? That's a little. 
mean, I get it. They're, what they're really saying is they're going to be favored in both games, which they should because they're at home. What's the pitching matchup tonight? Uh, good question. I, I, it's got to be got Christian this. Javier. I, yeah, it is Javier. And uh, it's, oh, it's Scherzer, yeah, right? That's right, yeah. Scherzer, yeah, Javier. Scherzer, Javier. And Javier tonight. does not allow runs in the postseason, so it'll be... Everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody knows that Christian Javier does not allow runs in the postseason. Um, the only other like news tidbit, yeah, game three of the ALCS is tonight. The only other news tidbit from the day yesterday, of course, with the Ravens, Kenyon Drake is gone. You know, the points that were made by a few people, quite relevant. What is the path for Kenyon Drake at this point? You're behind. Keaton Mitchell's now on the active roster. Melvin Gordon is still on the practice squad. It's kind of a weird bit because they can't call him up ever again, and so he's just sort of hanging out on the practice squad, like waiting to see if he'll be needed. There's talk about maybe the Ravens being involved in trade conversations with running backs. What is the path for Kenyon Drake? And so with Marcus Williams being banged up, looking like he's probably going to miss time, just clearly playing with one arm to this point, they decided to add uh, another safety. I don't remember the guy's name to the practice squad they added. Something Adams. What was this gentleman's name? John Adams? Is that what it was? John Quincy Adams, perhaps? I don't think it was Was it John Quincy Adams that they added to the practice squad? Was it Jamal Adams? That would be a hell of a get. It would be. That would be really impressive. Was it former three-point specialist Michael Adams? You guys don't want to play... Andrew Adams. Andrew. You guys don't want to play the Adams game, do you? Andrew I will Adams. smoke your ass. Go ahead. Give me yours. Adam Jones. That's not an Adams. It's got to be somebody with the last name Adams. Um, I'm killing you. You, already you got nothing. No, I didn't take them all. What about Wednesday Adams or Gomez Adams or Pugsley Adams, huh? What about the Adams family, jackass? Just wipe the floor with you in the Adams Steven Adams. 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 Steven, you did get one on the board. It's yes. now ten to one. <laughs> so, oh, we didn't go back. Any, and anybody's game, really. Yeah. You had plenty of opportunities to get in. You didn't even try. <laughs> I used to play the, the 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 last name or the name game. My buddies all the time. It would just impromptu. Oh man, it was it was joy. Whenever everybody says that all men need to do is name athletes. Yeah. That that famous tweet. Yeah. There's nothing more accurate than that in the history of time. We'll be as happy as anyone on the planet if we can just sit around and name some dudes. It is all of the joy. Keep trying to explain to people, why do we love Fantasy Football Day? Junk food and naming football players. End of list. A ball busting. Jocularity. That's what we've got. And that's that's what we need to experience joy. This is our therapy. This is what we have. Deal with it. Um... Yeah, so they made that move, and you understand it. You, I mean, you, you have to understand it because what the point? God bless Kenyon Drake. There was no path for him. And let's not pretend like he was good anyway. So it's kind of, kind of an moments, I guess. Did he though? Not this season, right? But. Like, did he though? Yeah, I remember like when when he came back this year, everybody was like, "Oh, this makes sense." Kenyon Drake was like, "You guys have more affection towards Kenyon Drake than I feel like is truly warranted." I mean, if he hadn't fumbled. You know, then you wouldn't remember anything about him this season. That's well, correct. That, well, it was a that would have been a really big play because it was like a thirty. It, wa- it would have been a big play, yes, but it wasn't. It was a fumble and a costly one in a game that the Ravens lost. So, you know, uh, safe home, sweet prince. Thank you for the memories. Our number one of today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. 
The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Ravens get back on the practice field today as they begin preparations for their first home game in like what feels like a year at this point. It feels like they haven't been home in an eternity as they get back this Sunday. And um, it's weird because I don't think we've ever said the words big game against the Detroit Lions. The only Ravens-Lions memory I have was Barry Sanders' final game being in Baltimore in 97. I can't think of any other... Oh, the, never mind. The Tucker. Ha! <laughs> Take it back. In Baltimore, I mean, because the two... The, the, the Tucker kicks were both in Detroit. Um, but the only Ravens-Lion game in Baltimore that I can remember that mattered was, of course, the Barry Sanders game uh, years ago, which is at Memorial Stadium. That's how far back it goes. But this one is a very big game on Sunday. Joining us now, one of my favorites. Uh, He was a guest with us for years during his time at ESPN. He is the Lions color analyst, former offensive lineman. The great Mr. Lomas Brown is back with us here on GCR. Lomas, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It is so great to catch up, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Absolutely, Glenn. How, you are, how have you been, my good man? I have been great, <laughs> brother. It is great to hear from you, dude. I am, you know, I, I, I feel like you've got to be about like Phil Collins at this point. Like you've been waiting for this moment for all your life. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about this hey, kind of Detroit I, Lions team. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, at least I've been waiting since 1991 because that was the last time we won a playoff game, and 1993 was the last time we won a divisional title here. So it's been a long wait for a lot, a lot of fans, um, even before then. So, man, everybody's just so excited about this team excited about what's been going on and excited about the future, what the future holds for this team. All right, Lomas, how did this happen, right? Because we all remember what a miserable start it was for the Lions a year ago. And then something in the middle of the season clicked and turned and everything, life has been wildly different for this franchise ever since. What, from from your perspective, what happened to make the Detroit Lions go from the, the woeful, you know, bag-on-the-head Lions to being one of the best teams in all of football? Yeah, I wish I could have said it was just, bam, this one magical thing, but it wasn't. I mean, it's, it's been really a short process, but it's been a process, man. I'm, I'm kind of shocked at how fast things have come along uh, since Brad Holmes, since uh, Dan Campbell has taken over this team. I mean, the flip, not just only the organization, you know, the way people look at the Lions now. I mean, this the, we weren't a destination spot for free agents. Now Detroit is a destination spot, and it's because of the philosophy here. It's because of the organizational change. And Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, they have everything to do with that because they came in, they started bringing in the right players, the guys that were hungry, guys that needed another chance and were willing to do any and everything they had to do to get that second chance. You know, those were that they drafted well. So it's been a process that's been going on, but it's been a short process. 
and thank goodness it's been a short process. You brought up Dan Campbell. Everybody watched Hard Knocks. The country fell in love with Dan Campbell. What is it about him? Why has he been the one to completely change the culture in Detroit? So full disclosure, you know that's my guy, man. We played two years together with the Giants, so I seen when I was in my 15th year, he, he was in his second year. And I knew it was something you could know it was something different about him. You just couldn't say, oh, he was going to be a great football coach. You know, but you knew it was something different about the guy. And, man, I'm telling you, man, the way he motivates, the way he leads, that's a quality. That's his quality. He's able to gather the guys, and he's able to get to everybody's going in the right direction and, you know, and fighting to the end. And he takes these gritty guys, man, these tough-nosed guys, these guys that just don't care, you know, and they're willing to do any and everything to get the job done. He just surrounded himself with those type of players. And Brad Holmes has done the, Brad Holmes has done the same thing. So it's been great to watch, and believe me, man, we're reaping the rewards of it right now here in Detroit. He is Lomas Brown, Lions color analyst. He's with us here on GCR. We're getting ready for Ravens-Lions coming up on Sunday. Lomas, um, you know, the Jared Goff conversation always fascinates me, right? Whenever his name comes up on this show, I always say the same thing. I understand that there's an inclination around the country for football fans to be like, I just don't trust Jared Goff, and yet all he ever does – is go out and produce. Like, he just plays well, puts up numbers. What should everyone know about Jared Goff, and why does everyone in Detroit maybe have greater faith in this young man than it is that the rest of the country seems to have in him? I'm telling you, man, the dude is cool, calm, and collective. I mean, he doesn't get rattled. You could watch Jared throughout a game, and you wouldn't know whether we were up or down. That's his demeanor, and that's great. I mean, look, as a former offensive lineman, if my quarterback came in the huddle and his demeanor was the same, it's going to keep me the same way regardless of what's going on in the game or where we're at in the game. It's, you know, it's just his – and that's, what, that's how he is. That's what Jared's been like, man. He's a rock back there, man. He's been making great decisions with the ball, you know, and he's been spreading the ball. I think that's the most the, – the thing that I'm most uh, wild about with him is his ability to spread the ball to everybody. So everyone's going to get a chance to eat in our offense. And, of course, Ben Johnson has been doing a phenomenal job calling plays, designing plays, and him and, uh, him and Jared – they're on the same page, singing from the same sheet of music right now. The new superstar this season in Detroit seems like it's the tight end, Sam Laporta, who uh, has been extraordinarily effective. How seamless has it been? What has allowed him? Like, there's this sort of old story that rookie tight ends, it just never works out, right? Everybody tells you never draft a rookie tight end in fantasy football. They're never productive in their first year. What has allowed Sam Laporta to buck the trend of rookie tight ends and step in and make an impact so quickly? You know what? I'm going to probably give some credit, and I don't know whether it's due or not, but think about it. That's what Dan Campbell was, was mm. a tight end in this mm. league. You know, a tough-nosed tight end in this league. And I think he probably seen something in Sam Laporta, you know. And I'm quite sure they did, not just him, but the scouting staff seen something in him 
But I'm telling you, man, it's probably his trademark. And the thing that's surprising me about Sam, yeah, I knew about the hands. And I knew, yeah, I knew about the yak. He could get the yards after the catch. I'm telling you, his blocking, that has shocked me at how well. Because he's a rookie, and he's coming in blocking like he's a fourth, fifth-year guy. And it's unbelievable. So that's the thing, man. Along with everything else, his blocking has really, really captivated me and shown me that this guy is the complete, complete guy. Uh, it is something that we were told he was just a hands guy. And to your point, he's been a more complete tight end. And, um, you know, it makes him all the more dangerous, which is where we get to coming into Sunday, Lomas Brown. Like, I can't believe I'm saying these words, but what's the path for <laughs> the Ravens to be able to beat the Lions? Um, you know, I know. It, it, it happened. <laughs> I know. I'm not even used to talking like this <laughs> as a favorite, man. We've been the underdogs so much. It's so different talking as a favorite, man. But, um, you know, again, man, I, I think one the, the one thing for us is we're still going to have to overcome these injuries, man. The David Montgomery, I thought there was two guys yeah. on our team that I didn't think we could lose for any extended time. And it was Jared Goff and David Montgomery. And now we're going to find out what life is going to be like without him. You know, we need to run the ball. We need to run the ball. Again, that's been good for us because everything comes off the run for us. We have a great offensive line up front, so we're able to run the ball, and when we need to throw it, we're able to do that. So that's going to be the number one thing we have to do. And then number two for uh, you guys, y'all going to have to protect Lamar because we're bringing it, man. I'm telling you, man, our D-line – our defense, how they're playing right now, this has been so unexpected. I knew they could take a step up, but the step that they've taken from last year to this year is just kind of unbelievable, yeah. both in the run and in the past. So, you know, I think the key is going to be able to, for you guys, is to protect Lamar. And then it's always going to come down to special teams playing you guys. It always is. That's what Coach Harbaugh is. You know, and, and again, we have a good, very good coach and Dave Phipps, our special team coach, and we think we've been pretty good in that area too. So those are my three things that I think have to happen uh, for you guys to get that victory. Uh, you know, it's so funny you bring that up, Low, because we were talking the other day about have we ignored the Lions defense and all that we've talked about with Laporta and then you guys getting Jamison Williams back. Have we been dismissive of it? What what was it? How did this unit take such a – we all know how good Aiden Hutchinson is, right? Like, that was obvious. But what has allowed this unit to take such a step forward this year? And be, Is it maybe just playing complementary football? Like, when the offense is clicking, it allows for the defense to be better. Yeah, that, that helps, too. And you're exactly right, being able to play complementary football. But I think, to be honest with you, I think our defense has even been a step ahead – of our offense this year, I'm telling you, man, they are so aggressive this year. And you know, I know Aaron Glenn tweaked the defense right uh, early this year, and they went to a lot a wide nine technique, and that got that has the linebackers coming downhill a lot more. That's what I'm noticing about our linebackers. They're attacking the line, the scrimmage, man, and they're penetrating and they're making plays before the running back can get going good in a run play, and they're really able with Aiden Hutchinson 
And uh, especially with our inside push, Aline McNeil and Benito yeah. Jones and those guys, Isaiah Bugs, we've been getting some good push up the middle too. So it's been a nice complimentary thing from our defensive front to our secondary. And believe me, it has helped and it has turned our defense around. And I think that's the number one thing teams need to go in trying to stop with Detroit is their defense. I was going to ask Lomas, like, if the Lions are prepared to, for the other side of this, right? Like, now that they're they're not the hunt, hunters anymore, right? Like, they're the hunted and how they handle it. I, I guess the big moment question they answered in week one going into Kansas City and beating the Chiefs on the road. Like, the moment, there's there's not going to be a moment that's going to be too daunting for them if you're capable of doing that, right? Yeah, that was that was something. But a lot of people wanted to dismiss it because they said Travis Kelsey won there. Chris Jones won there. Yeah. So you take that game out the equation. I say this last game versus Tampa Bay. I think that proved it to everybody in Detroit um, that this team is for real. They could go on the roll. Tampa Bay coming into that game, they were leading the NFC South, um, you know, and they had only one loss. It was a tough game going up against a similar tough defense that we're going to face versus Baltimore different animal in the quarterback man oh my goodness man he is special Lamar is special but again it was a test for us on the road they went in there and they got it done so they see we feel confident confident here that we could go anywhere and Dan Campbell said that he said anywhere anytime it don't matter you um you genuinely buying that they can win a Super Bowl this year Lomas Man, I'm so I'm not gonna go that far. I'm gonna tell you what my goals were. My goals were for them to win the division and host a home playoff game and win that. That was my goals coming into the season. Now that's that's Lomas Brown's goal. That's not the Detroit Lions goals. That's not the you know, the Fords, that's not Dan Campbell and them goals. That's that was my goal coming into the season and man, so look. You get in there, anything can happen. But again, I need win the division, win a win the uh, playoff game, and let the cards fall where they may be. All right. Well, um, you know, we're hoping there's a speed bump on Sunday. Personally, we're hoping <laughs> for that. Uh, but it is a wild story, and certainly the country seems to be embracing it. And we can see. I, all of a sudden, I can't believe I'm going to say the words. We're thinking there might be like 10,000 Lions fans here in Baltimore on Sunday. Yes, man. It We're is. coming strong. We've been coming strong to every stadium, oh, man. I'm telling you, we're coming. At <laughs> uh, LomasBrown75 on Twitter is how you follow him. Lomas Brown, it has been way too long. It is great to hear your voice. Uh, looking forward to seeing you here in Baltimore on Sunday, my friend. Thank you for spending a couple of minutes with us this morning. Absolutely. Take care of yourself. Anytime. Thank you, brother. Lomas Brown, love that dude. He's been a friend of ours for many years, and yet we've never, ever had a conversation about a good Detroit Lions football team. (laughs) Like, a really good. I mean, I know they had a couple of, like, moments in the Stafford years where they looked like they were at least relevant, but not like this, where I could ask the question, do you believe they could win a Super Bowl, which is a viable question to ask bonkers world we're living in bonkers world all right uh when we come back in the tyus bowser show segment number one we're gonna ask the question john harbaugh said you got to talk to tyus well we're gonna 
talk to Tyus. We're going to do other things, too. We're going to talk about a win in London. We're going to talk about the experience in London. We're going to talk about all those things, but we'll ask the question as well. Uh, today's show is brought to you by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. If you miss Stan, Luke, and Ross Grimsley, they were together on Monday. You can always watch Stan's shows, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, pressboxonline.com slash video. Stan the Fan, Charles Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson every Monday. And then this week, Stan also has already done his, he did his Thursday show a little early because the five-star starts tomorrow. He caught up with writer Buck Davidson, and you can find that as well in the same locations ahead of the start of the Maryland Five Star. Tyus Bowser Show next, Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership of Press Box and Great Ace Memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, October 17th at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports and AJ Michaels. And if you or a loved one have a gambling problem, visit HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food. Check. Quality of service. Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Visit Harford County this fall. Celebrate arts across Harford September 15th through the 30th with dance, theater, music, and visual arts. September 29th through October 1st is the largest Italian festival in Maryland, featuring entertainment, cooking demonstrations, a bocce tournament, and family fun. If you're headed to the Maryland Five Star, stay and play in Harford County. While you're there, enjoy the scenic views atop the king and queen seats and experience pumpkin patches, corn mazes, and fall brews along their Harford Life Trail. For more info, head to visit Harford.com. Maryland Open. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis. AJMichaels.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers, starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum of two years prior experience. And police cadet starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half. Must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire 
U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or youtube.com slash pressboxonline. Let's get right into it. Um, we had segment number one of the Tyus Bowser show from last night, Mother's North Grill in Timonium. We take you there now via the magic of radio. Press box 105.7 The Fan. We are live from Mother's North Grill in Timonium. I am Glenn Clark. She is Rita Hubbard. And would you all please make some noise for the star of our show. He is Mr. Tyus Bowser. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It is good to see you, brother. Always good. We'll introduce your guest here in one second. I got to let everybody know today's show is brought to you by Superbook Sports. The Ravens are back in first place. And if you like their chances of making a... We do like that. There's no doubt. Yeah, we like that. If you like their chances of making a deep run, you can get them at plus 850 to win the AFC, plus 1600 to win it all. Right now it's Superbook. Download the Superbook app, visit Superbook.com, and use the code GlennClark23, that's G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3, to sign up, and you'll receive a same-day first bet match up to $250, win or lose. All right, Tyus, you have a great guest out with us tonight. You want to introduce him to everybody? Yeah, man, this is, this is one of my really good guys that I've had the chance to get to know and work with, a uh, great player. Very bright personality. Uh, I don't think it's as close as uh, Marlins, but it's definitely up there. <laughs> but uh, this guy's been a huge help to us, man, and you know, a great addition to this team, and he's done fantastic for us. And that man is Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. yeah. All right, you, are, you guys know, you guys know, I'm a huge college football fan. I have been watching Clowney also, Clowney comes from the SEC, so I had an opportunity. How'd he do against Florida? Uh, Rita's a big I, Florida I, I, fan. <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> anyway, of course, all we remember, all we remember is the hit in the bowl game against Michigan. I know you have to talk about this all the time, right? Okay, go ahead. So that's like 10 years ago, right? How, how long ago was that? Uh, 11, 11 years. Uh, time fly. 11 years. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, you know how many people asked me about that hit? <laughs> to this day, right? To this day. Uh, I still remember like it was yesterday, so it was crazy. They just got us on the third, uh, fourth down that they did not get, and they gave me the first down, and, you know, next play was the big hit, and I was just changed my life forever, probably. And you've been getting money ever since. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Give it up for the Ravens for winning a game this Sunday in London. Tyus, uh, I know you've been before, but I know you guys got a little bit more time out there this time. I just, before we get to football, I just want to talk about like London, man. Spending yeah. a week huh. in London, the highlights, the, 
the, the, the tiny toothpaste t- tubes yeah. that I got to figure out what that's all about. That's crazy. Man, what was did the best? Did you eat some fish and chips or some beans and toast? The fish and chips, yeah. I did. It was, it was okay. Jadavion said it was, something was terrible. What was terrible? I didn't, I didn't like the food down there. Jadavion, can I ask you to move that microphone a little bit? I wasn't bit a fan of the food that much, but... Uh, well, wait, what'd you try? The trip was nice. It was nice, but I ate pretty much everything they had on the menu. I was trying it all, but it wasn't, it wasn't going well with well, me. So. Okay, hang on. What was something that you tried that you were like, nah, I'm good. I'll never need to do this again? Just the food that we had in general on the team, the pasta, the rice, the chicken wing was like very, very small. Like, like very small. Like everything was smaller than I don't get it. But I was like, <laughs> I'm losing weight out I here. If, I gotta keep my weight up. So I don't know if it's like it a European thing though, when everything is much smaller, people are much slimmer. You know, I don't know if that's just a thing there compared to here. So, so, you ba- so it's no, us. No, it's basically us. No, 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 no. I had a feeling you was gonna go there, but no, it's, that's not the case. No, no, no. <laughs> No, dude, not like that. Dude, that tube of toothpaste that you shared on Instagram, I don't know if y'all saw on Tyus's Instagram, it was like this. That was crazy. What was that? Like, what are you supposed to do with that? I, he's trying to show this size. It was literally this size, people. Like, I'm literally looking at it and it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? This is literally... Half of the day's work. <laughs> I, I, I have a question because Jadavion made a valid point. He said, that's why I brought my own. Why did you not bring your own toothpaste? I did bring my own toothpaste. Oh, you just kept, but you kept was, the other ones. Yeah, it was inside of the uh, of the hotel room. So, you know, I like to try out whatever's there. And I'm like. But, like, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, that's the smallest tube of toothpaste I've ever seen in my. All right, you are, we know that you like to travel the world. What did you enjoy most about the London experience? The English accent. <laughs> Can you, do you want to attempt one? Do you want to, did you pick anything up while you were there? Oh man, I'm a, okay. Hello, hello, hello there everyone. My name is Tyus Bowser. I'm, um, I play for the Baltimore Ravens and we're here in Tottenham, Mar- uh, London, England. And we enjoy each and every one here. Uh, we got there t- uh, Tuesday and <laughs> dr- drank a bottle of water and uh, just had a great time, man. Can't wait to go again. That's pretty good, dude. That's pretty okay. good. It, like, was okay. <laughs> it was okay. I'm trying to get it down, though. He, he had one, too. What, what did they say there? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was sick a lot out there. I, was, I got <laughs> sick traveling. I don't know what happened to me, but <laughs> I was try- sick. So we, we like that, you know. Jadavion, we saw you said that you barely slept until the night before. Yes, I, when I got there, I couldn't sleep. And then can I, can I get? You, I'm sorry. Jadavion. When I got there, yeah. I couldn't sleep. The next day, I got. I came down with my throat was burning. I was like, hey, I can't run, practice. My head hurt. It was a it was a rough trip for me. Only thing was and good, we got the win. I was gonna say, and yet you played really well on yeah, Sunday. Two sacks. I mean, I, you didn't look sick to me. <laughs> no, it, was, it was a good trip uh, overall other than that man we enjoyed ourselves then out there traveling center they uh center city i went i did go to london and have a good time down there two days so they got nice malls nice shopping spots so it was good how important is it for you guys to have a normal schedule when you're having an international trip because obviously you guys left on monday so that's a whole you know, weak essentially, but you had an opportunity to 
look around the city and, like you said, shop and all those things? How important uh, was Tice, it for you, you to were, feel comfortable? You were on the trip the last time. Yeah. Did you, did you think it made a difference right. getting oh, out there early? Most definitely. I mean, the first time I went my rookie year, uh, we got there on a Friday or a Thursday, something like that, and it was just terrible because we got off the plane, got to the hotel, and when I say wore out, like, I was just tired. And it was like, yeah, we're going to have meetings next. And let's just say meetings started at 11. We probably didn't start till like, 11.45, trying to get people out of their rooms, people thinking that we just getting that time to rest. But we actually meeting, then we go and practice. Practice was just bad. And then the stuff with Donald Trump came through as well. So that was just another distraction. And it was just a lot. But compared to that to now, we got there Monday. We had the opportunity as a as a team. A lot of us went out that night just to kind of, you know, just get together, you know, being able to enjoy each other. And we didn't really had the opportunity to do that this year. So that really brought us together, which was definitely needed. And then, you know, we had Tuesday off, completely off. So that was the opportunity to catch up on rest, go to the city, move around, get the tour around. So that was the big part. And then we got into our regular schedule Wednesday, Thursday with practice. And I could definitely say being able to get acclimated to the area, um, that was definitely beneficial for us. Jebby, I'm guessing that you wouldn't have minded spending less time in London based on the experience that you had. Yeah. But could you see how maybe it might have been beneficial? I did, because like he said, when I first got there, I couldn't sleep. I was just up the whole night. Two hours, three hours of sleep. The next night, I got like four hours, five hours, and it kept getting better and better every night. Uh, then the game night, I got like eight hours of sleep. I was like, okay, I feel pretty good waking up the game day, so it, it definitely helped. Pretty good game day, by the way. Pretty yeah. good game day on Sunday. Yeah. Real quick, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Tyus Bowser Show with Jadavion Clowney. We are live at Mother's Intimonium. Uh, Jadavion, what got into your whole group on Sunday, man? That was, y'all put on a show. Man, it's just the working coverage together. We, we put so much into practice, and our coaches can uh, get us prepared during the week, and we just try to go out and execute during the week. Uh, doing a game and uh, this game everything kept working together for us and we got the job done. Yeah, that's a, an understatement of the century by the way. Shadevian on Sunday uh, two sacks, four hits, nine pressures o other than that though, right? Straight ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep it going. It's the start of something great. Uh, got a big game this week coming up back home and happy yeah. to be back home and uh, looking forward to this game and trying to keep it going. But how did it feel in terms of like having those two sacks we all saw marlin's post game where he you know we, he said just, what he said and you know at first you was like who said you know basically who said that right oh, yeah. and 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 so he said oh i made that up and so we 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 saw week to week you were very very close and to me it was just a matter of time before you closed in the deal but now you know i feel like sometimes when you have that a game like you did on Sunday, it just continues to get the ball rolling. Oh, yeah, that's a big thing. Like I said, I didn't get no training camp. I came in week one and uh, trying to get trying to get it going, and I missed a few early. I was kind of upset about. It. I just told the coach I'm gonna keep working and keep getting better each game, and uh, it's gonna eventually come together as long as I keep preparing the way I do at practice. And uh, it definitely came together. I hope I can keep the ball rolling throughout the season. Tyus, you've had to watch from a different role this group. 
your group, yeah. they're, um, they're tied for the NFL lead with 24 sacks on the season. Yeah. Who would have thought? Come on, clap that up, y'all. Because, and, and that's important to say too, Glenn, because coming into this season, it was, it was who's going to step up? Who's going to be the guy? And you got guys like Jadavion that's come in, guys like Kyle Van Noy, other guys that have come in and, and made an impact in addition to guys like Patrick Queen and Kyle Hamilton. So how do you feel about that, seeing how everybody is contributing to the sacks? I mean, that goes to EDC and just him doing a great job of bringing in the right players. Uh, Mike McDonald uh, just preparing us, having a game plan, having a having a playbook that puts us in the best position, using our players in the right way to help us go out here and thrive. So, I mean, kudos to them, man. And, you know, that just shows the type of organization we have where we bring in players where there's not a letdown, there's not a step back because we have great people in the office. We have great coaches that, you know, put us in the right position to be successful. Devian, what's it meant to you, right? Like you. Man, this is this is my fifth team, and I told them guys when I got here, I was like, I've been on five teams, man. This team right here is special, and uh, this group of guys, we can we can go all the way. And I just keep reminding them and harping on that, and I tell them every every time we have practice, every game, look, we're a special group. Let's go out here and show the world why we're so special, and let's just continue to play at a high level. We got great guys on this team, man. Great leaders, great role players. I think that, like he said, the, the staff put the team together great. We just got to keep being keep coming to work and preparing the way we do and it should continue to show. But you, you know, like you personally, yeah. you're an accomplished player in this league. Um, and yet you it's were- been, It's been up and down. No, but you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, for the most part, you have had a good you, career. You were sitting on yeah. a couch. I was. In, in August. Did you take that personally at all? Did you? Uh, what, what is it? Look, you hear things. This is the way the world works, I was, right? I really thought I wasn't going to play this season. I was like, all right, I'm just going to sit this one out. And then I'm on a the couch. They called. I got up. I said, oh, okay, I got a job coming. I said, I might as well go play some more football. <laughs> I enjoy the game. I love it. So I might as well go play. And then I was happy to come here and I came on my visit. I watched the team practice. I was like, man, y'all got the pieces everywhere to go to the Super Bowl, man. You just need a couple more. And then I felt like I can help this team in uh, certain ways. And me being a part of it now, I can tell you, like, we got a chance. And that's all you can ask for in the league. What is it like coming from a division rivalry, right? Like, you, oh, yeah. you've obviously played the Ravens <laughs> twice yeah, a year yeah. when you were in Cleveland. Um, and now you are in – now you're – the enemy, right? Like, yeah. so what is it like when a, when a guy goes to a team that is essentially the division rival of the other team? Uh, man, I've been I've been doing that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, you yeah, have. Yeah, but you know, you want to always get the team back to let you go. So when uh, the Browns let me go, I was definitely trying to find a way to play in that division to play against them guys because I felt like the relationship we had on the Browns it did not end as well as I wanted to, and stuff went on in the building that didn't I didn't expect to happen or go that way. So. When I got the opportunity to go to the Ravens, I was always a fan of John Harbaugh's because the way he treated his players by me just watching from TV, he listened to his players. He, and I always want to be a part of something like that. So when I got here, I was just like, but I'm so glad y'all came and got me and Kyle gave me that phone call to come play for y'all. But it's been great so far for me. I love it. It's worked out okay. We are too, Yeah, it's worked out all right. <laughs> um, Tyus, we're going to handle this however we can handle it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think everybody knows what's going on. I think everybody heard the same thing. Yeah. You, uh, John Harbaugh said, you guys got to talk to Tyus. Yeah. And so I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know the story. Yeah. We've talked about this a million times. This yeah. isn't the world, but Man. this is the Tyus Bowser show. It is. It we is. We are the Tyus talking Bowser to Tyus. <laughs>
So, is there anything that you can tell us? I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm on the field. I'm moving around very well. I'm just gaining more and more confidence each and every day. Uh, not only on the field, but, you know, in the training room, I have great people around me, uh, great support staff, and I feel like myself is, you know, getting to that point, and, you know, I'm just going to continue to work hard, and when that time comes, it comes. Okay. Okay. I like that. That sounds pretty good to me, yeah. right? It sounds like the people that were being super dramatic. Yeah, it was, it was a lot going on, but, you know, it's, it's, not, it's no better way of, you know, asking a guy himself, you know? I, that's the only thing I can and do, just right? just leave it at that. So that's, that's you save your piece, and we're good, man. Yeah. That's the way that it goes. Yeah. It sounds like we're not announcing a retirement or oh, something. No, 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 or no, or that yeah. you won't be here for the rest of the season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's all we want to hear. Yeah. Give us I some hope. That. Give us I a little mean, bit of hope. North That's all we can ask for, right? That's what we wanted here tonight. Yeah, we absolutely. Want, it looked me, like, you know, if I can play, I'll definitely play. We know That's that. That's the goal. That's we the know mindset. That. So. All right. Y'all make some noise one more time for Tyus Bowser, Jadavion Cloudy. Hey, if you want to meet a future Hall of Famer this weekend, the legendary Marshall Yonda will be hosting a meet and greet at Wise Markets this Saturday, October 21st, from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. The cost is a $25 donation to the Susan G. Komen Foundation to help in the fight against breast cancer. So it's a real win-win. Details, tickets available right now, great8smemorabilia.com. That's great8smemorabilia.com with the number eight. All right, there you go. That's uh, what Tyus had to say. Um, as as our friend Jonah Schaefer from the Baltimore Banner had actually already written about it this morning. Um, does it give us answers? No. No, it doesn't. Does it provide a bit more confusion? Truthfully, yes, it does. This is the part where you say, Glenn, is, is Tyus giving you any more information privately about it? Is he giving you more yeah. information privately about this? Two things. The first thing is, if he has, I would not tell you. What? Two, truth be told, it's why I try to avoid having him tell me other things privately about it. And I, I'll be as straight as I can about this. If, if I have Tyus tell me something, and then tomorrow somebody else, word gets out about it, then the first thing Tyus is going to do is come back and say, you told somebody. So he, I try to avoid having Tyus tell me things. The truth is we have a business relationship. I, I'm the host of the Tyus Bowser show, not the other way around. Like, I don't, Tyus isn't a guest on the, the Rita and Glenn show. We're the guests on the Tyus Bowser show. So pull the curtain back. Before the show yesterday, I said, Tyus, how do you want to handle this? The answer was, I, I kind of don't. That's the truth. When we, I'll tell you that part, I'll tell you. When we talked before the show yesterday, Tyus said, I'd kind of rather not talk about it. I said, Ty, I don't think that's a good idea. I, I think it would be a, a tough look for John Harbaugh to have said, you got to talk to Tyus. And Tyus say, I got nothing to say. So we, you know, we agreed about that, and he said, all right, yeah, we can talk about it. I said, I'll roll it out there. Whatever you want to say, you can say it. And that's what he wanted to say. Um, what does it mean? I don't know. 
I really don't. Is there room for... It's the same thing I told you. The, the news... The way that John Harbaugh described it on Monday was so weird to me considering Tyus was in London. Like, if there's a serious... Did, by the way, did you see? He was playing around with kids, like diving around. If there's a serious problem, it just seems odd that that would have happened. Is there somewhere for there to be room in the middle? I think there might be. Is there room for... John Harbaugh thought Tyus was ready two weeks ago and Tyus wasn't ready two weeks ago, so he just kind of doesn't want to talk about it anymore and is deferring to Tyus until he is. That could be possible. That's possible. Is there room for there to be... Like, there's a... The, the, the theory that everybody had, that this means... like well, The way that John Harbaugh worded it, it means Tyus might need a surgery and he's got to make that decision. Is it possible that Tyus isn't ready to make a decision yet? I think that's possible too. There's a lot of things that are possible between here and there. But more than anything, for HIPAA reasons, I'm going to default to Tyus. Whatever Tyus wants to say, that's what he gets to say. And if he doesn't want to say anything more than that, I, you cannot force someone. That's how HIPAA works. Like You can't force them. Well, it's actually not technically how. I'm sorry. Now I sound as dumb as some of those football players <laughs> during COVID. That's actually not how HIPAA works. He has the right, though, to not choose to share whatever he doesn't want to share. That's his right. That's actually not HIPAA. I'm sorry. I, I really did. I just sounded as stupid as Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott and everybody that tried to do that. That's not how HIPAA works. <laughs> um, but it's still his right. It's it's his information. He can choose to do whatever he wants to do with it. He says he's still working hard. I I can confirm to you that he's not planning on like going home, packing it up. He's planning on being here this season, which would seem to me like he's planning on trying to play. When that when that's gonna happen, I I don't know the answer to that question, and unfortunately we didn't get an answer to that during that interaction. But that's his response, which sure seems a bit different than as dramatic as we were talking about it for the 24 hours after John Harbaugh spoke to the media on Monday. So there you have it. That's what Tyus Bowser had to say in the Tyus Bowser show. Uh, you can watch or listen to the entire show uh, at glenclarkradio.com right now as well. Into hour number two of the program. Coming up starting tomorrow out at Fair Hill, one of the biggest events of the year here in the state of Maryland. It is, of course, the Maryland Five Star. Joining us now to tell us about that and some other things going on in the world of Maryland sports. He is the executive director of Maryland sports. He's our friend, Mr. Terry Hasseltine, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Terry, it's Glenn. It's always good to catch up with you, sir. Thank you for spending a couple of minutes with us this morning. Oh, my pleasure. I'm, I'm glad to be on. Terry, I feel like every time we get around to five-star time, there are still people that say, I hear you talking about it. I still don't know exactly what it is. Can you try well, to yeah. – Can you Go try for the, for the layperson, for someone who's never uh, watched eventing, who's never been involved with this sport whatsoever, try to explain why the Maryland five-star is so important and why it's worth taking some time to get out to Fair Hill this weekend? 
well, I can definitely do that. Well, this is only one of seven five stars in inventing in the world, only two in North America, us in Kentucky. This is the triathlon of equestrian sports. So on day one, same rider, same horse, doing all three of the competitions. You do dressage, which is kind of like um, ballet for horses and dancing for horses, followed by day two, which is endurance and cross country, where the horses are jumping over obstacles that are taller than the average human, and they're doing it over a a four-and-a-half-mile trek. And then the next day, they do agility, which is show jumping inside the main arena in front of thousands of people. Um, same rider, same horse, all three days. And here's the added catch to this thing. Men and women compete equally in this sport, which is fantastic news in anything in competition when everybody's on the evil, even footing and the horse is the main draw to this event. You'll have everything from beer and wine festival to a food festival out here. Corgi racing on Sunday, Sunday morning with the final of the Corgi race happening about midday. And then, you know, you come out here, the shopping is fantastic. The sponsors come out with all their wares and all their you know, things to, to, to give away and to sell. It's just a fantastic three-plus days of just pure fun and enjoyment and telling everybody that this is Maryland that's doing this. Terry, the impact of this event, what it means for our state, what it means for this region, can, can you explain why maybe, again, even if it's not necessarily your thing, it's something that everybody should get behind because it's really good for us? Oh, it's, it's tremendous um, bringing, you know, our equestrian competition community together. It's great for the citizens of Maryland because it's bringing people not only from the region, but all around the country, as well as international. We got the number one rider in the world here, uh, Oliver Townsend, who came over the pond in order to compete here at the Maryland Five Star. This is prestigious. This is an honor to be hosting it. And like I said, it's only one of seven in the world and only two in North America. This is you know, the thing that you put your, your, your crown on and you say, we nailed this thing. And Maryland is the place for equestrian sports. Get out to the five-star food festival, corgis, horses, the whole nine yards. You can't help but enjoy this event. Even if you're not an equestrian by nature, this is a come together, have a great time, party, have fun and enjoy yourself and see some great competition. Terry Hasseltine is with us here on GCR. Terry, I, I feel like when we first talked about this event years ago, the plan was this is going to become a tentpole event for the state of Maryland. This is going to be everything moving forward. This is not an experiment. This is something we are committed to. The response that yeah. you've gotten from the first couple of years, how confident are you in the growth of this event, that this is becoming what the state wanted it to be, and that this will be something that, you know, my grandkids years from now will be going to the Maryland Five Star. Well, you know, Glenn, spot on. This is an event where in our third year now, technically we should have probably been on year five by now, but yeah. with uh, that little friend called COVID. But every year we progressively, you know, get a better lay of the land. We have more and more people showing each and every year. We're building the foundation and the growth strategy on this event year in and year out so that, it can become a legacy event for, for me, for the sport court, for the state of Maryland, for the Maryland Sports Commission, to ensure that your grandkids and grandkids beyond that can remember when the foundation of this event was established and what we did in order to orchestrate this event so that every fall you can anticipate coming out to Fairhill and seeing the best of the best competes in the state of Maryland when it comes to eventing. 
Um, I, I can't wait for this weekend. It's such a special thing, Terry. Is there any, like, still, like, something new this year or that you guys could still see moving forward as how the event continues to change or grow? Well, each year we add more and more vendors. So people are seeing this as a great opportunity to be in front of people and a chance to really showcase um, their wares, whether it's equestrian wear or whether it's just, you know, you and I putting, you know, on the wares. You know, the other thing, the, the vendors out here, the, the, the cuisine that is being on display throughout this weekend, everything from crab cakes to funnel cakes to, you know, five-star steaks to the whole nine yards are all out here on this grounds, and you just got to come and experience it for yourself. I can tell you about it. I can talk about it, but you need to put your two feet on this ground up here at Fairhill and experience it for yourself, and once you do, you will come back and tell me that was probably one of the best days of my life. Uh, Terry Hasseltine with us here on GCR, Executive Director of Maryland Sports. Terry, let's talk about some of the other things that are going on. And it's interesting because I was out at USA Lacrosse this past weekend for their Fall Classic mm-hmm. event working with them. And the excitement and how palpable it was for the week leading up with the impending Olympics announcement was kind of yeah. out of control. And I don't know how Maryland touches. I think it's easy for us to say, hey, lacrosse being an Olympic sport seems like that should be a big deal for Maryland because lacrosse is a big deal in Maryland. But can you touch on the impact of it and what it might mean for the state moving forward? Well, I think it's awesome. I mean, U.S. lacrosse, obviously, headquartered in the state of Maryland, lacrosse being our state team sport, it basically puts Maryland at the epicenter of the game. You know, because of the headquarters here, because, you know, we have such a commitment and a passion to the game. Whenever lacrosse events happen in Maryland, the attendance is always higher. The quality of teams that attend are great. We just got done a couple of years ago hosting the Women's World you know, yep. Championships in lacrosse and the men's you know, several years before that. So it makes Maryland the epicenter of the game. And therefore, during the Olympic movement, now that being added to the Olympic Games means that everybody's going to want to come through Maryland in order to get you know, those stripes on their sleeve that says, I'm part of Team USA or I'm part of, you know, an international team because they know the best lacrosse is played in Maryland. So it just elevates our profile as a, as a sport. It elevates our profile as a state as being the epicenter of the sport, and it just continues to grow. And now being part of the Olympic movement, it also brings attention globally to make Maryland even more present in the sport because we will be that epicenter of training for the sport going forward. I was not aware of some of the commitment because lacrosse was not the only sport that was added for 28, but also cricket and um, flag football were added for 28. Baseball and softball are coming back. I don't think I was aware of some of the commitment to those sports that's been made here in the state of Maryland in recent years. Could you tell me a little bit more about how the state has interacted more and grown more when it comes to cricket and flag football? Yeah, obviously, you know, cricket is a huge sport for us um, because with the growth of the game and the youth component of cricket here in the state of Maryland, we have one of the largest youth cricket playing programs in the United States. And that competition has grown exponentially that more and more people in the cricket community are looking at Maryland as being a core, you know, deliverer of uh, competition and content when it comes to you know, cricket. So we're going to continue to foster the growth of the youth programs here in the state. And then flag football, you know, obviously flag football, the Ravens have invested in it. The commanders have invested in it. It's starting to get into the school systems, but you're seeing this big upcharge of girls flag football, but also you're seeing a big tremendous growth on the boys side too, because football is really a you know, great American sport 
However, some people are starting to get away from the contact associated with the sport, but still getting the essence of football, you know, in the game of flag football. So you're seeing three sports that we have spent time, energy, and effort over the last, you know, five to eight years trying to really grow in Maryland, cricket, flag football, and obviously lacrosse. And then obviously we love to see baseball and softball coming back in the games because we obviously do a lot of work within that space as well. So this is a great win for Maryland because these five sports are at the epicenter of our youth and amateur you know, growth programs across the state, as well as now bringing the, the, the energy and the attention to the sports that we pay a lot of attention to at Maryland Sports. Terry, can I get my dumb guy questions in for you? Can do you have, do you have time? Yeah, to, to, all right, let me let me let me do the dumb guy stuff. First of all, I was at trivia the other night, and I this came up to me, and I said I I don't think so, but I I guess I should ask somebody that knows better than I do. I was reminded that when Atlanta hosted the Olympics in '96, there were soccer matches that were actually played in D.C. Right, the, yes. like the the footprint extended a bit. Now it would seem extraordinary to go from coast to coast in this case when L.A. hosts. But I, mm-hmm. I, I, it's a question that's worth worth asking anyway. It, do we know anything yeah. about the footprint? Like I would guess that Vegas and Phoenix and places like that could end up finding themselves involved somehow, just because of the sheer magnitude of hosting an Olympiad. But like, is there a world where the Olympics could spread across the country more, and that there could be need for hosting events in, in other cities and other places throughout the United States? The answer is yes, and that's not a dumb guy question. That's actually a very intelligent question. So when sports like lacrosse, in sports like soccer, in sports where you have qualifying that leads up to the field of elimination when you get to the Olympics, there's a chance that other communities across the country could get engaged in those kind of pool play you know, opportunities that lead to the knockout round. So there's always a chance, but you hit the nail on the head, Glenn, with your question is that you're going to probably be as tight to the center of the Olympic portfolio as possible with that. But because we have so many countries coming, you know, across the United States, landing in New York, landing in Philly, landing in Baltimore, landing in DC, et cetera, it might make it sense for a place like Baltimore on the I-95 corridor around major airport hubs to be one of those qualifying rounds because you take a day of travel and a day of rest potentially before then they make the lift to LA. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I feel like maybe that's like a stay tuned type of thing, perhaps then. It we... is definitely a stay tuned. All right. We'll take stay tuned. <laughs> uh, similar, there has been a lot of hubbub this week that perhaps one of the cities that was awarded a World Cup host is no longer going to be hosting the World Cup in Los Angeles. Um, yes. Is there any chance at all or is that dead and, and stop? We, you know, we tried. We gave everything we had. There's no chance we can get back into that. There is always a chance. Um, we are we are monitoring closely what's going on um, with LA and and the World Cup. We are constantly in communication with FIFA and you know their group to make sure that we're front of mind should they have to make an emergency decision. So it's not dead. It, it has it has air there and it has a, a heartbeat, but it's not going to be the the. You know, the biggest pulse that you've ever I, seen I, at this current time, but we're paying attention. I appreciate that. Do we have like deadline? You know, one, some of the other the hosting training things like that. Event. Do we know mm-hmm. any more about when we might find out yeah. that type of information? So the schedule for the entire uh, World Cup process was to come out at the end of the month. Um, so we're waiting to hear what the schedule will be. We've had various site visits behind the scenes as it pertains to training camps and/or base camps for when the teams are training leading into the World Cup. 
Um, we are in constant communication with, with the team to ensure that, again, when they have to make decisions on matches or training or whatever, we're right there front and center. And then we're ensuring ourselves that we have the best opportunity to land a piece of, you know, of the World Cup should it come calling. All right. And then my last one is what – what is a memorandum of understanding, Terry? Like, I, you, you know how this goes. So the Orioles make a huge, yep. dramatic announcement, and everybody's very excited. And then in the next couple of days, people are like, "Wait a second, was what, what, what's, what is this? What's really happening here?" Can you, as again, remember, you take your time to talk to a dumb guy. Explain to mm-hmm. me, uh, is everything good here? Do we have an official like understanding? Is it just dotting I's and crossing T's at this point? Or is there still anything that needs to be solved here? Should we be as celebratory as we were the night it was announced? I think you should be celebratory um, as the night that was, but there's still work to be done. And I, in all fairness, when I have to punt that question over to our chairman, you know, Craig Thompson and the executive director of the stadium authority, my friend, um, to respond and answer, um, I don't want to step outside my lane. Um, You want to talk five-star and you want to talk about all the great sports happening in the state of Maryland, I'm there for you. But I'm going to leave that one to the folks that are actually in the room doing the conversation. All right, then before I let you go, tell me what else should be on our radar. What else should we be thinking about? What else is exciting in your world? What else are we working on as a state? Uh, We're working on a lot of, especially stuff in the youth and amateur sports market. Um, We have the Governor's Challenge coming up here at the – uh, the end of the year, obviously one of the biggest high school basketball tournaments in the entire country happening out in Wicomico County. Yep. You know, we have, you know, upcoming soccer and lacrosse events, you know, obviously Oak Glory just signed a commitment to play rugby at the soccer plex in, in Germantown. So all kinds of really good things moving. Our partners across the state are doing a tremendous job, you know, through our team Maryland partnership, securing great pieces of business and sport business for the state of Maryland. You, know, you name it, it's happening here in Maryland. I, 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 there's just too many to talk about, Glenn. I, I could sit here for hours and just list off the various events that are coming to this state because folks like myself and my team, along with our Team Maryland partnership and our, our uh, consultants in the consultancy group, just leading the charge and making sure that we're keeping our eye on the ball and making sure that Maryland is, is the sports destination in the United States when it comes to both domestic and international sports events. Terry, I, I swear I know this is my last one because it was just brought up to me by a listener named Jake, and it's a great question. It, the question mm-hmm. is the arena. I know that Frank has said, "Look, it's a it's an it's a music venue first. It's an event concert venue yeah. first. But has yeah. there been any like conversation about perhaps you know we know the CIAA tournament is definitely going to continue mm-hmm. for a little while, but there be maybe being more that could come as far as big sporting events at the arena." The answer to that question is yes, and we are doing some exploring with the folks at the arena as well as visit Baltimore. So the answer to your question is yes, and that's a stay tuned. Um, hopefully in early 2024 we'll be able to talk about some of those things that are on the horizon. Uh, that sounds pretty good to me. Terry Hasseltine, looking forward to the five-star this weekend, everybody getting out to Fair Hill, uh, an amazing event and a major, major event for our state that's worth supporting. Always appreciate taking the time for us. Thanks for hopping on with me this morning, Terry. No, my pleasure. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate it. Terry Hasseltine, Executive Director of Maryland Sports, with us here on GCR. Yeah, uh, SoFi Stadium has basically just said, we're not doing it. Stan Kroenke basically just said, like, no. Which is weird. Um, I I would think that, like, I I know it has something to do with the surface, right? Like, that they didn't want to do... It would have to be, right? 
Uh, hang on a second. Uh, it's Dofi Stadium. Is apparently not willing to make changes. Let me make sure I have this right. I don't. This is coming to me from the Daily Mail, okay. which means that it probably started somewhere else. Just being as honest as I can about it. Um, private boxes or sections of the stands would have to be removed to widen the space around the field to accommodate a soccer pitch, which would be a costly renovation that owner Stan Kroenke, who also owns the Arsenal and Denver Nuggets, has reportedly opted against making. Quote, it had design problems. No one told Mr. Kroenke they didn't plan for a soccer field and that it has to get rid of those boxes. The information that I have is that SoFi Stadium is no longer going to be a World Cup venue because the stadium's owner said, quote, for what it is going to cost me, best skip it, unquote. Now, well, that's interesting. Terry Asseltine, I think, was very guarded in what he said. Like, don't get your hopes up. The belief at the time of the announcement was that Baltimore, the D.C. Baltimore bid was the, the, the first one, the first loser of the bids. So it would be easy to say, well, if L.A.'s out, right, like, don't you go to the first runner-up? Isn't that how that works out? One, nothing here is official, and maybe, like, collectively U.S. soccer gets together with the Stan Kroenke and says – well, what if we work to make you whole because it's too important to us to have L.A. be a host? The secondary question would be, is there another venue in L.A.? As much as we would scoff at it, could the Rose Bowl, which hosted in 94, host again all these years later? Clearly, it does not have the you know the facilities as far as the... It does have luxury boxes up top. Actually, it has a lot of them up top. It's an it's more of an older stadium, of course, but it's also a historic stadium that has hosted significant soccer events on top of all the football that it's hosted. I I, I could see where it wouldn't be ideal for a summer event to be playing like it was where the '99 Women's World the Cup Women's World, World Cup fan, yeah. fan and but they also hosted in '94 '94 as well, and it might have been the final in '94. I. I don't know where else the final would have been in 94 if it wasn't at the Rose Bowl. We don't the, the US didn't win, so we don't have remember it the way that remember Brandy Chastain ripping her shirt off in 99. We all remember that. Where was the 94 World Cup final? 1994 World, World Cup, Cup final. final. See, went to penalties, Brazil taking yeah. down Italy. It was at the Rose Bowl. Correct. <laughs> so, there's a lot of history there. Now, I don't know what the Rose Bowl is doing in relation to the Olympics. I, I know the Coliseum is going to be a big part of the Olympics. I don't know if the Rose Bowl is supposed to have a similar role with the Olympics. So I don't know if that, like preparing the Rose Bowl for the Olympics, impacts whether or not the Rose Bowl could be a World Cup host two years earlier. I would think that's the most likely scenario here is that they still decide that the LA market is important enough to them that even if they can't, they get, it sucks to lose SoFi Stadium, but we're not going to lose LA. And they can default to the history at the Rose Bowl and say, well, it'd be neat to have you know, the World Cup at the Rose Bowl. And that probably means they're out for the final. And the final ends up going to Dallas yeah, or... That's what it was, MetLife or Dallas. Yeah, New York. But still keeps L.A. in the World Cup conversation and doesn't allow Baltimore to sneak its way back in. But if for some reason it's not an option to just punt over to the Rose Bowl and host there, 
or Stan Kroenke's mind can't be changed by, you know, somebody throwing wads of cash at him, which there's nothing more FIFA than throwing wads of cash at someone. There is nothing that says soccer more than that. (laughs) If those things aren't options, then, you know, that's why I asked the question, right? Like, and... And I thought Terry Hasseltine's answer was basically like a, yeah, yeah, which we're monitoring it, yeah. but I think it's also honest. It's, it's, it's probably, faint probably not a thing. Probably not a thing. It's probably not as simple as you were the first runner up and the first, the winner couldn't fulfill their obligations. And right. so it's you like, become, oh, we'll go to Baltimore. right. Yeah, you become not, the winner now. It's not quite that simple. It seems more likely that it will be. You know, whether it's them going back and negotiating with Stan Kroenke. I didn't think about that because they do have those those immediate boxes right on the field. Which I don't know what that – I've never been to a stadium and sat in one of those things. Like, how can that be a pleasant experience sitting behind everybody on the sideline? And not being able to see what happens on that's, the other side of the field. Like, I understand for some people it's just status. Like, that's all I, – I, I Where Where's Taylor Swift going to sit when – That's a great question, the right? The Chiefs go there. Um – I would think in the one of the boxes because they have boxes. One of the higher ups. Yeah, they have boxes where you up can high. See. Right, I would think that's where. But maybe it's such a status thing to say like I'm on the field that you don't care that you can't see the game. Yeah, because then Travis can run up and like give her a hug right after he scores a touchdown. That's true. That's <laughs> why, why do you care so much about this? Why do you I'm trying to defend these boxes that Stan Kroenke I, inexplicably built? Well, yeah, but like people, they're clearly in yeah. use. And like, it's not worth it to him to, yeah. Wasn't the crazy Chargers later talking about how she, like, sits in the cabanas sometimes? Oh, yeah, she was. I mean, they clearly the like these things. I don't know, maybe if it's, like, for, maybe if you get that box, you can go down there before the game, and then you also get a seat somewhere else during the game if you spend an amount of money so you can have, like, a, a billion dollar, yeah. a chill place to hang out and, like, and entertain people before the game, and then, like, when you want to watch the football game, you can actually go back to... Real seats and sit in real seats during the football game. I don't know, man. I'll never swim in these waters. This will never be a problem that your pal's going to have to deal with. Old GC is never going to have to think about whether or not he's going to need to be sitting in the the the, the field-level the, the field boxes at SoFi Stadium or any other stadium for that matter. I will tell you, though, I do understand the people that, like, they don't care. If it gives them status, it's a much smaller, oh, my God. I was talking about this with my brother-in-law recently. On a drastically smaller level, Mrs. Clark has a problem with this. On a, a way smaller level. So we live in northern Baltimore County. And there is a restaurant, and I will not name this restaurant, but it's mid. But they charge prices like they were outstanding. It's the only... Be- it's become like a status thing. It's out there. And, oh, I'm going to the blank place. Meanwhile... Over, like, in Hereford, there's a wood-fire pizza place that's delicious. It's outstanding. It's not remotely pretentious. It's it's kind of rustic. It's great. The food's great. The atmosphere's great. The people are great. The food is better at this place than it is at this other place. This other place's food is mid-AF. But it's sort of elegant. It's nice. It's statusy. And Mrs. Clark loves that place. So that she because can... she likes feeling like she's 
hoity-toity. So you can tell people, oh, last night. We I was at the, you know, like this place. I'm not going to trash this place because who knows? Maybe there'll be a sponsor next week. Todd Bowser show. All right. Yeah, maybe that's what we're going to do the next <laughs> show. And then I'm going to feel really stupid if I trashed it. Um, there's actually a couple of places like that that are up by us. There's some that are. You hate them all. I, well, I mean, like you guys know, I they'll never spend a dime, but like you guys know how I feel about Pierce's. It's the best restaurant in the area. That like of that, and it, by the way, I get it. That area, there's not a lot of restaurants there, like, so I'm not comparing it to much. Um, but you know, I feel I I love that place. We talk about it regularly. It, that place is amazing. Um, but there are other places out that way that like think they're amazing, and they're fine. In some cases, not even fine. <laughs> But they charge you money like you are at a fine dining establishment. Like you are, you know, that that, that restaurant that they sent uh, What's-His-Face to work at during season two of The Bear. I didn't watch The Bear. Oh, get that. I know. What are you doing? Jake, did you watch The Bear? Did not. What the hell do you watch? How old are you, Jake? 21. And you're, oh, God. Yeah. What do you watch? Oh, the Bear was like, everybody know, in the country watched The Bear. It's on the long list of stuff, you know. Survivor right now, obviously, like oh, that's for F's sake. That matters. No, it doesn't. Only reality show I'll watch. Is what Survivor. is? What is this? Survivor's How have I found show. the two people that still watch Survivor? <laughs> I can't get you to talk about the bear. Everyone loved the new episode tonight. Survivor. No. <laughs> I'm. I'm. Get I'm, out. I'm dressing up as Jeff Probst for one what day is... Halloween. Are you? Ready? Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I do want to. I want to go. I don't know if you can pull it. Off. I want to go as shrugging Kevin James. I just want to get what he's wearing in the picture and see if people pick up on it and see if like people know until I do the, you know, thing. But that's my goal for this year. It seems like a very simplistic costume. Yeah, that could work to be shrugging Kevin James. Find out how I can get. See if somebody has already I mean, given. You have a. I'm sure you have a. But it's got to be specifically shirt. that. You know what I mean? Like right. I want it to specifically be exactly what he's wearing. See if anyone on the internet is aware that people want to go with Shrugging Kevin James for Halloween, and they have um, made a starter kit for you. My, Mrs. Clark wanted to do a, a Barbie and Ken thing. I was like, maybe not. Good. Maybe one of the other sets of Barbies and Kens from the movie. <laughs> maybe we go that route, because I don't think I'm going to be confused with Ryan Gosling at any point. I'm pretty sure that no one is going to walk in like, yeah, I know who you are. You're Ryan Gosling. I think she wanted to do the rollerblading Barbie and Ken. Like, she wanted to do the very colorful costumes. Um, I don't think that's going to work. I think we're going to have to pick out a different couple set from... I'd like to do the... Um... Yeah, the rollerblade would be good. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be. Yeah, no, on. it wouldn't be. I'd be I'd, what was the Casa Day? What did he call it when he Casa created it? Day... Kent, I mean... No, it, like... was, it was like... It had some stupid, you know, dude-centric name, like... Oh god damn it. The Casa Mojo Dojo oh, House. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Casa Mojo Dojo <laughs> House, Ken. That was the one with the big fe- or the Yeah, big, uh, the belt buckle yeah. and the whole thing, man. That Ken I think I might be a little interested in. That might be a Ken that we consider. But I don't think we're gonna go as traditional or stereotypical Barbie. I don't think we're gonna go that route. But she was very excited about the idea of being stereotypical Barbie for Halloween. If you have not made Halloween plans yet, cool community event coming up Saturday, October 28th. Public Safety Building, 700 East Chopper Road in Towson with the Baltimore County Police Department. It's a trunk or treat event, so a very safe place. A lot of you, my kids are still at the age that, like, when we tell them that they still have to walk around with us for trick-or-treating, they'll be okay with that. 
but my older son in the next couple of years is not going to be okay with that anymore. And if you're in that sort of fine line of kids do not want you trick-or-treating with them, but you're not comfortable yet with them trick-or-treating by themselves, this is the perfect solution. Bring them by to this event on October 28th, the Trunk or Treat with the Baltimore County Police Department. You can watch from a distance. Let them walk around, get their candy, put their costume on. Very safe environment. It's a great idea. If you also happen to be thinking about a career in the Baltimore County Police Department, this is the day to go over and find out more. Talk to members of the specialized units. If you say, I don't know if I want to be a patrol officer. Well, there are other opportunities in the Baltimore County Police Department. Career advancement. Find out what could be there for you. And if you're ready to make a commitment, you can go through the application process, take the written test, take the agility test, all right there on the scene. And again, if I can pass the agility test, this guy, look at this face. Look at me. Look, did you watch uh, Saturday Night Live? Did you see the Deion Sanders thing? I've watched him multiple times. It's very good. It's very good. Look at me. Now look over here. Now look at Colin. Now look at these fingers. Boop. Oh, God, it was perfect. It was perfect. Look at me. If I can pass the agility test, you can pass the agility test. I'm a thousand years old. A a thousand. My blood type is Chick-fil-A sauce. It's true, yeah. Look at me. If I can do it, you can do it too. Find out more. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com. That's the website. Give them a call, 410-887-5542. We come back in. It's Would You Rather Wednesday. That's next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
The Maryland Five Star returns to iconic Fair Hill October 19th to 22nd, marking the next chapter in Maryland's equestrian tradition. Best described as the triathlon of horse eventing, you won't want to miss this thrilling sport. Enjoy a fall festival with local fare, retail vendors, and tons of family fun. Come for the event and stay for the experience in Cecil County, home to the Chesapeake Bay waterfront with vibrant small towns and accommodations to suit every desire. It's the place to be in October. Visit MarylandFiveStar.us for tickets. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, November 7th at Guilford Home Brewery in Station North. It's brought to you by A.J. Michaels, Superbook Sports, and HelpMindGamblingProblem.org. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, AJMichaels.com. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? New print issue of Pressbox is available now. Now! Get to your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Read all of it at PressBoxOnline.com. Jake, were you involved with this new print issue of Pressbox at all? I'm not in putting it together. So. No? Okay. I thought that maybe that might have been one of your... I think you'll get an opportunity as your internship continues to be involved with the next print issue of Pressbox, perhaps. Awesome. Or a coming issue, one way or the other. On the cover, Todd Karpovich, uh, a great story about the survivors. As it, you know, these are the players, the position players that were a part of the Dan Duquette regime that stuck through very difficult times. Probably wondered if they would ever see prosperity here in Baltimore, and ended up being significant parts of the Orioles' return to prominence. So, a great story about Santander and Mullins and Mountcastle and Hayes. Uh, also inside, a lot of tributes to Brooks Robinson, Jim Henneman, Stan the Fan Charles. Uh, the 15 this month is a look back on the 15 moments from Brooks Robinson's career and life. Uh, and then college basketball previews, conversations with players from all the D1 programs around the state inside this print issue of Press Box, which is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box, or you can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Speaking of college basketball previews, I am working on our college basketball preview show for this year. We got we were behind a little bit because we were, you know, Orioles were in the playoffs. Also, the week that we were thinking about doing it, Griffin is not going to be here, and uh, so it's a little bit of a heavy right. task. There's a heavy lift involved with this particular show. So all I can say is we're working on it. We're working on it. We have the intent to do a college basketball preview show again this year with Patrick Stevens and all of the area coaches. But 
it's just a bit more tricky than I thought it was going to be. We might have to do it on Thursday. Then we got to bump picks to another. It's a whole thing. It's a whole deal, man. But our goal is to do a college basketball preview show again this year. All right. Let's get into Would You Rather Win. The Talking Heads getting back together to do the Colbert show tonight? Um, You're the one who prepares tubular. Are the Talking Heads back together? It's a really big deal, man. I know that you're you're 20, so it doesn't mean no, anything to you whatsoever. Mean. But that that you should be ashamed of that. Okay, that's not something you should say with pride. I'm ashamed. Yes, that's a really big deal. I gotta know more about that, man. All right, well, tune in to Colbert tonight. Little uh, little tubular preview. Heads. Swell Survivor. You, uh, members of the Talking Heads. Is it all of them? Hang on a second. Members of the Talking. You're asking. Heads. I mean, I shut up, are you? <laughs> The lineup of original band members, uh, Tina Weymouth, David Byrne. Do you know why David Byrne's you know, particularly significant? Because he's from uh, Arbutus, right? That, no. Very good. Yes. Very good. Well yeah. done. Chris France and Jerry Harrison will be included in the forthcoming... Tel- not Jerry Hairston. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's they're in conversation. I don't think they're playing music together. They're just uh, talking about... because there was in that, the same room. The anniversary of um, Stop Making Sense. Uh, it's the 40th anniversary of what's considered to be the greatest concert movie ever made. Um, and it's been like shown in theaters. And also, of course, right now, no actors can appear on any of these late-night shows. So they've got to go heavy on like music. I'm surprised they haven't done more sports guests on the late-night shows since they've come back. Like I'm surprised we haven't seen LeBron James pop up and do stuff like that because it's somebody you can get. I did see that they announced Nate Bargatz as uh, hosting Saturday Night Live in a couple of weeks, which is cool because he's great. He's very funny. I love that. All right, now, Would You Rather Wednesday. (laughs) Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Birdland Sports. Someone who participates is going to – I know that uh, on Twitter it's been drowned out this morning by all the Tyus Bowser stuff, so – I just tried retweeting it. Maybe we'll try again later. But um, go to at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Get your responses in for Would You Rather Wednesday. Someone will win a T-shirt of their choice from our friends at Birdland Sports, BirdlandSports.com, where they have lots of great gear. I'm going to let you in, yeah, be included, Jake. You're going to get your responses. Jake, are you a Baltimore sports fan? Like, did you gr- you gr- Where'd you grow up? So I grew up in Ellicott City. Mom is from Philly, though. Oh, that's so right. I, it's her, It's also her birthday. So shout out, mom! Okay. Happy birthday, happy birthday, mom! I'm. I'm sure she's Eagles very excited. And then right Ravens. Now. Wait, and what then is Phil? And then Orioles and then Philly. So I, oh, I split them. God, you're like the. But what does that mean? Is it like because I'm here, I root for them, or it's, which one do you? There's got to be like I actually in my blood care about. You're not allowed to have in your blood two teams. So it's the you can, Eagles for football, but the Orioles for baseball. It's very weird, man. It's I know. very, very weird. I know. I don't care for it whatsoever. <laughs> but you are from here. Yes. Deal with that at another time. I don't have time to deal with it right now. But I, I still I, I care for the Ravens. I root for the Ravens. How did you pick? Mom's side of the family, the grandparents just got us a ton of Eagles gear when my brothers and I were younger, so they didn't care about the Phillies. They didn't get you any of that gear, and so no. you really weird. It's very, very weird. So my my wife's grandfather spent like two seasons with the Eagles years ago. I mean, it was a a nothing player. Like, no, gotcha. Now, mm. all respect. I never met the man. He passed like right after my wife and I met. I all do. I great respect for the man. But like, 
a I'm trying to think of a comparable. I'm trying to think of a raven that I could compare it to, and I'm not even sure that I can come up with one. Oh God, there was a, a, a Bakuano, Bawankwo. What was that guy's Luke? Luke, Luke. Bawank, Luke. Oh my God, what was this guy's name? Luke Bawank, Bawankwo. I don't know this one. Hang on a second. It was like an offensive lineman that played Ravens. Ravens. Bawankwo. Am I gonna come up with something? I'm never going to come up with it. I'm never going to figure out who this guy is that I'm trying to think of. Ravens offensive lineman. It came from the... What was his first name? I don't know. Oh, that's, okay. I'm just guessing. But it, it's, that's how irrelevant it is. And the, my comparison is it's like that. Luke Bowanko. Bowanko? Is that uh, yeah, his, yeah. How do you spell B-O-W-A-N-K-O. it? B-O-W-A-N-K-O. B-O-W-A-N-K-O. Luke Bowanko. He was with the Ravens in 2017. Spent... Maybe not even the whole season, perhaps. Yeah, he played. No, he played 16 games in 2017. Okay. Or yeah, well, starting one at left tackle. He's active, yeah, in started. place of the injured Ronnie Stanley, it would be like your grandfather years from now was Luke Bowanko, and so you feel like some inclination to be to support the Ravens because. Well, of he it. played on like six teams though, so. Five right, my, her yeah. grandfather did not. Her grandfather played like two years in the NFL, and they were both with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, now nah, he was a hero. He was an American hero. He served. In... Oh, Luke Bowanko's from Annapolis. He was born in Annapolis. Oh God damn it! Now you're trying to go make <laughs> me feel bad about how I'm treating Luke Bowanko. <laughs> right now he's listening today. <laughs> like what the hell? I'm catching strays. <laughs> um, her grandfather was not even Luke Bowanko. Her grandfather was try to come up with somebody who played two years. That was it. Didn't do anything. It was an offensive lineman, so it's not even like a position where you would remember making a play. And yet, all the time, when the Eagles are on, my wife will turn to my son's like, and we're rooting for the Eagles tonight. You're like, what? And my sons will bring it up to me like, who's your second favorite team? I'm like, I don't have a second favorite team. That is not a thing to me. And they're like, my second favorite team is the Eagles because of mom's like, I mean, yeah. because of mom's grampy. I'm like, God. I mean, I had a second, you know, I, I, it varied, but I always had a second no, team growing up. No, you know? you, no, that's because you're a child. Well, yeah. When you're a child, adults point. shouldn't have second favorite teams. This is like what you do because you, you, you get broken up with by a girl and you're like, well, I wanted to have another girl. No, be committed or not. One way or the other. Have a commitment in your life. Moral of the story is. We're playing Would You Rather Wednesday. <laughs> Would you rather number one? Would you rather the Ravens indeed are going to be active at the trade deadline? I want this to be clear. This is not about the player, just about the position. They're going to be active. Would you rather for a similar cost than bring in a special edge rusher or a special running back? So, you know, whether it's Brian Burns or Saquon Barkley, I'm not, this isn't really about the player. It's about the position. Which would you rather? It's quite simple as, you know, I how I view running backs as, you know, not, you know, quite as important as a position like edge rush. So to me, this is quite easy. I will go with an edge rusher, whether it's Daniel Hunter, Chase Young, whoever. I don't know if Chase Young even qualifies as special anymore, does he? Well, I would take him over Saquon Barkley for. You would still put him over Saquon Barkley? Yes. Okay. Jake? 
I mean, I'd have to agree. You don't you don't see many running backs getting paid these days. You can mask their issues by just going Exa- running back I by hear committee. The, I, I mean, yeah, it is clear the Ravens are not running the football particularly well with their running back that's, position right now. That's the, it's easy. This is the. But dumb- I mean, how do we know Saquon's going to fix that? I, I don't. Mean. I don't know if Saquon's going to fix that. But it's this thing where we're like, well, anybody can find a running. Well, are they finding running backs right now? Are is are they being helped by their running backs at the moment? We always come back to this. It's always easy for us to say, like, uh, you know, you don't. This is why nobody pays running backs. Okay, well, how's it going? How's it look right now? I, I still think it's easier to stop a good running back than it is a good edge rusher. So if you have a better edge rusher, it's harder to game plan against that. Okay. Okay. I think that I agree. I think my answer would still be edge rusher. Like, it just between the positions, I would prioritize Maybe it. if you said trade for one Panther and it's Brian Burns or Chuba Hubbard. No. No, that would not be. <laughs> and the, the cost is, you're, you know, Jesus different Christ. for each one. Um, when you say, like, I I would definitely have Burns and Daniil Hunter over him, but if the answer was, if the question was Chase Young or Saquon Barkley, I don't know how I'd feel about that. I don't know. I still, th- you're probably right. I would still default. You probably are, but it would have to. I would have to think about it a little bit more between the two of them. I had a couple people bring up Derrick Henry. Like, if is the option Derrick Henry? Because then Man. it does get interesting, right? Like that's the guy that you feel like could run, even if your system ain't right, even if your you know offensive line ain't fully right. Like that's the guy that you feel like could maybe get the job done anyway. If it was Derrick Henry or Chase Young. Then it's closer, and the cost is, we're saying, the cost is the same? Yeah, similar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, between just the t- positions, I probably will agree with you and default to edge rush. Number two, would you rather? Major League Baseball, it's something we've been talking about for a little while. they got to fix the layoff issue. It's clearly a thing. So would you rather they convert the wild card round back to one game? and expand the division series to seven, or they go ahead and make it eight playoff teams per league and everybody plays during the wild card round? Um, I like that. Uh, I liked having the one-game wild card playoff, so I will go I, with that. I love it. Seven games in the DS. Except for sound. in 2016 where I did not love it. It was not great then. But it still gives me a chance. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it sucks when your team loses, but – it still gives me a chance to get really excited but for it creates this one a scenario game all these teams that I frankly don't care about. When we talk so about much. what's unfair, it creates a scenario where who would have been the eighth seed in the American League this year? Hang on a second. American League standing. So the Mariners would have been the seventh seed, obviously. The eighth seed would have been the Yankees? Is that who would have gotten it? Um, well, yeah, the Yankees uh, are the only other team over 500 in the American League. So, so Yanks, the Yankees so the would have Orioles, been the eighth Yankees. seed. Yeah, it well, creates I mean, a scenario where the Orioles would have had to have played one game, despite being 20 games better than the Yankees. One game. Wait, that. Oh, oh so no, wait, you're going the other way. You're not expanding it to yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Got it. Yes. I got it. I understand. You're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, so I just put if the two they together. went to eight, it would be a best of three. It would be still be a best of three. So right? DS is best of five, and then best of yep. seven. Everything else um, would stay the same if it was eight. I, you know, we talk about the NBA playoffs and I, not it being a joke, but you know, the, every team yeah, is making it's a it. joke. An eight seed could never make the finals. <laughs> that could never happen ever. I mean, mm. they'll probably. I don't think they'll ever go back. I would rather go back to the one game wild card. One 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 game wild card round where the four and the five square off and and 
for a chance for a chance at the and then yeah, I think making the DS best of seven would make it more fun. Gives those gives that I, four I, and five. I, seed I would make make sense. The more apropos thing is to say that like you know you could be the team that's the three seed. As I said, you could have a scenario where the three seed is a team that wins. I mean, hell, the Rays won ninety nine games this year, but you could create a scenario where the three seed is a division winner that won one hundred and five games in a year where all the division winners won. Just a bu- like oh, it just happened to be that it was 105 or 106, 105, 105, and the third of the group is 105 wins. Or and yet they now have to play a one game scenario with their life on the line, right? And the team that they're playing well, could be significantly worse than them, but just happen to have one starting pitcher that then, on on that one day shuts them down, and now their 105 win season is for naught in one day. Think can we just add the third option or? We just reseed. So no, that way, we're not. I gave it. No, 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 no. It's would you rather Wednesday? You pick one or the other, Griffin. I, That's I, the that, way that it works. This one should work. They should go back because then if you make it a best of seven, that does, you know, obviously ESPN wants to have that wild card series so that they can, you know, get the networks can have those. But if you go to a best of seven in the DS, hopefully that evens things out. Maybe you give ESPN one of the DSs and then Fox has two and TBS has one or whatever, however it works. Um, you know, it's more games. So I, I would like to go back to the five game or the five team, uh, five teams from each league and then the one game playoff. All right. Jake? Uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's just more intensity packed into that one game. Um, it's just so much more fun. There's so much more on the line. I think you get a true test of how good each team is in one game. You know, they it's a bullpen game for both teams. It's so much more intensity packed into a shorter amount of time. I'm I as a viewer, as I told you guys, I love the one game. I mean, the one game playoff was just chef's kiss of what baseball can be. But it would also be wrong. Inherent like this is such a difficult thing. It's a selfish thing where like, give me the one game playoff. I want a one game playoff. Until you're the team that again won hundred and five games and now your season comes down to one game and you're like, what the F? What the f is happening here? Then, don't, then win more games if you don't want. No, that. no, that's not the answer. It's terribly unfair. Royals went all the way. I mean, they, they the year they won, they I guess they won the division. But you know, in 2014, they went all the way. Like, well, they got to the World they Series. They got to the yes. World Series. They got yeah. to the World Series, winning one game playoff. Nobody's saying you can't win the one game playoff. It's just not fair for that to be how you decide. And we all know that baseball. It's not fair to have things decided by one game. It's easier to say, well, you know, to these teams, well, you should have won more games. I I guess the Rays will say, how many more games are we supposed to win? <laughs> more than the Orioles. I, that's what makes this so difficult. Like, how many more? Like, at some point, the regular season, if you're going to play 162 games, then the regular season probably should matter. And if it comes down and boils down to a one-game playoff, it's great television. It's amazing theater. But it seems like you still have a fairness problem. I I think that it'd be the more fair thing to do if you said you either eight teams is too many. Why? Because because it is because you've decided so. Like, but it's it's just that's the easy thing to say. I'm not telling you that I think there need to be eight teams in the playoffs. Like, I'm not saying that whatsoever. I would argue, though, that, like, again, if there was any sport that it made sense, it would be a sport like baseball where, you know, if you go 82 and 80, like the Yankees went, then at some point this season, you were a good team. This isn't like basketball where you could be bad all year and still somehow finagle your way into the playoffs. Well, now everybody makes the playoffs in the NBA because they have, on top of it, they have the play in round. Like, you can be 
at, at, not even mid, you can be flat bad and still be allowed to participate in the playoffs. So we would have like, got the Cubs in, and then the Reds and the Padres would have been tied for the eight for the eighth seed in the National League at eighty two and eighty as well. So I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know. Who yeah, I don't know who would have gotten the tiebreaker between if, those two if, teams. If they bring, they got to bring back one sixty three. None of those then, none of those teams inherently sound like they were completely unworthy of getting the opportunity to play in a three game playoff series right. on like, the road. I mean, maybe you're right because that remember that Reds Brave series in like June. That yeah, was like, like that. That's remember that's, the that's what the, the matchup juice, would have been. It would have been. We also Reds had Braves. juice for the Reds when they came to Baltimore. Like yeah. we were like, wow, this feels big. This feels exciting, and they have exciting players. I get it. There will I inevitably the five teams. There will inevitably be years where that eighth seed is under five hundred. Like the, the, there just aren't eight teams above five hundred in each league. That will happen ultimately. But even within a hundred and sixty-two game season, a team that finishes with eighty wins probably still had a stretch where they were very good during the course of the season. You can't really mask your way there in a sport like baseball when you're playing so many games. Inevitably, there was probably a month or two where they were very good and then it just they couldn't they couldn't withstand that and that for different reasons they would be deserving. I'm I'm in favor. You could also do the wacky bit where like you did a first half champion like guaranteed that like if if you had in the first half of the season to try to make those games more compelling down the stretch, like you clinch a playoff spot no matter what happens in the second half of the year. You could do some things like that if you wanted to expand out the eight teams instead of saying it's just the teams with the eight best records. You could try to make it so that like there was a mini pennant race um, down the stretch in like June and do a first half thing where like you oh. clinch your spot in the playoffs like no matter the, what. Triple A and But the triple A is different because that's like the, the you have two champ you have, you know, first half and a second half champion and those right. are the teams that get in. I'm saying you would still the second half of the season would still matter for you trying to win the division and improving your seating and all that, but it would guarantee and it would make gotcha. it interesting for those teams that were competing late in the first half that like it would guarantee no matter what that you're in. And so then you could make some decisions based on that in the second half, knowing that you were comfortably in, but presumably those teams are still going to be the teams competing to get home field advantage. Number three, would you rather? There has been a secret camera your entire life. Uh-oh. Every time you've been watching the Ravens and Orioles or the Eagles and Orioles, they have recorded all of your mannerisms. They have recorded all of your... The things that you have said while watching games. And a video compilation is going to go out today. This was inspired by Chargers Lady. A video compilation is going to go out and go viral today of how you have acted, the, the worst of how you have acted for your entire life of watching games. Or, same thing, but it is all of your interactions that you have ever had in your life while attempting to talk to Someone of the opposite, or if you prefer, same sex. When you've been out at a bar, when you've been wherever it is, anytime you've attempted, there has been a camera. And a similar compilation has been made and will go out today and will go viral of all of those interactions. Which would you rather? Um, well, uh, I guess uh, the sports thing. Because, I mean, I'm sure I definitely don't have any flattering, too many flattering reactions and definitely get worked up about, uh, yeah, I mean, when, you know, when you're a kid and, and the Ravens get knocked out of the playoffs and then you're very upset. 
that I guess that would be part of it. But you're a kid, so you can get yeah, that kind of def- defends it. I guess I would go with the sports thing. I think you know it wouldn't be as embarrassing. You don't yeah, think? You yeah. think that the other would be more embarrassing? Yeah. That's just because you're not as smooth as your right, boy GC. Right. That's yeah, just yeah. the problem that you have there, Jake. I I do the sports. I, I think there are people that are saying that, but like have forgotten maybe some of the terrible things that they have said in moments while watching sports games. Like, I think that's part of the problem is that we don't, we can remember all of the cringe moments about trying to like pick up chicks. We're like, Oh yeah, that we, I don't want anybody to see that. That was cringe AF. But I don't know that we remember all of the flippant things that we might've said in the entirety of our lives. And I know you guys are much younger yeah. watching games, watching our teams, the names that we might've called certain people. The, definitely nothing worse than like stupid head. No, yeah, definitely nothing worse than stupid head. And like this is gonna go viral. Like that that time that Adam Jones swung at a ball and you said this, Adam Jones is gonna see it. He's gonna know all those things I said what about you Ryan said Mountcastle. A, yeah, what you said about Ryan Mountcastle this season when he was dealing with vertigo. What a piece of crap you are. Think about it. Think about that before you answer this question. I still think I'd go with the sports. I think people would watch that compilation and say, wow, he's just a, por- a passionate sports guy. He's, he cares about his team. If people yeah. were to watch I, the other one, they'd and, just be like, know, oh, this I is think, just awkward. I think you've said things that you would not like people seeing. It's, I it's think possible. that it would be bad. I think that but all of a sudden, you might lose a job wanna, over it. Right. For, for as long as I've been allowed to say the kind of things that I do during sports. I've been an Eagles fan and they've been good. No, that's for wait, a long wait a second. But like when you're an Eagles fan, I think they, they birth you saying the F word. Like I think it's like I, I think it's like the first words that come out of your mouth. Like see, see, but that's another Mama, thing. Daddy, F the Giants. I'm pretty sure are the first things that you say. I th- I think I, I, I pride myself on being a realistic Eagles fan because I know the stereotype that surrounds most of us. And so I genuinely don't say that kind of stuff and i also haven't had a reason to i mean we lost the super bowl but we've been winning the past couple of years so it hasn't given me like a reason to be dude super, I, nobody is saying super that you, yeah. but when you watch games you lose your losses. mind yeah you no lose what. your mind in every circumstance you separate from reality you detach yourself <laughs> when watching games you just start saying insane things you know over over nothing over, you're even wrong about the thing that you're mad at. It's like the, um, you know, everybody's screaming about the thing against uh, Pittsburgh where Marlon Humphrey gives up the touchdown when, like, the truth is that they wanted him to give up the touchdown there. That's what they were trying to have him do. But we were all MFing the guy. Every single, oh, this saying terrible things about him that he's going to see and it's marlin so you know he's going to say it and you know he's going to clap and you know he is going to dog you and you are not going to be welcome because of it you are going to deal with the wrath afterwards and you were wrong so you think this would impact my career i think i think that you are not willing to consider that how what kind of career ramifications would the other option i don't know that's the weird part about it (laughs) is like as cringe as it would be to watch all of my interactions with females before i was like after i was like 22 i'm pretty sure they stopped smooth operator i really i know this is going to sound like you know (laughs) but i really like at some point in my life i was like oh i'm funny I'm good here. Like, don't, don't. Also, it's like part of it is my being a reporter, right? Ask my wife why it is that she like was attached to me the first night we met. Because I asked questions and I listened. It wasn't that hard. At the end of the night, like I, I was, she would be telling me things and I'd be like, oh, you went to Del Val, like you know, I, 
she was like, wow, you were really listening to me. I'm like, yeah, I really was. Like, that's what I do for a living is I, I listen to people. Like, I don't just, you know, block it all out. It's not BS for me. I got to a place in my life where it was far easier for me to talk to women probably quicker than for a lot of people. And part of it is because of what I do, right? Like, when you do this, when you're used to asking questions, having conversation, you realize, like, you don't have to come up with dumb pickup lines. You can just be a human when you go out. But before I was, like, 21, 22, you got video from all the way back then? Yikes! There might be some things in there that I wouldn't like. Now, that qualifier, what would cost me a job? See, I, you know. I don't think, I don't think there would be anything. Like, again, just my, my, my attempts to talk to them? No, I don't think so. I don't think there'd be anything in there that would cost me a job. While I am a much more, I have settled quite a bit in my life. Like, watching games, I love watching games with Rita. That's actually the only sad part about not doing the shows. This is the first time in, like, a decade that Rita and I haven't been in studio together watching games. Um... Although we are together, of course, for Project Game Day. And join us this Sunday following Ravens Lions. Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. YouTube.com slash Pressbox Online. Pressboxonline.com slash Game Day. It's all brought to you by AJ Michaels, as well as HelpMyGamblingProblem.org and Superbook Sports. Myself, Rita, Femi Ayambadejo, and our cast of characters for Project Game Day every game day this season. I enjoy that. But when we were in studio together, you got to watch Rita watch the games. And there is nothing like that. <laughs> There is nothing like it. I'm not like that. I get frustrated. I get, you know, but I don't I don't fly off the handle the way that I did when I was a young man. When I was a young man, I, in fact, I'd probably say with Maryland basketball until I was like 30. Eh, maybe, maybe not that long with Maryland basketball. It's more, I, I've spent more of my life having to analyze the Ravens than I have as a fan of the Ravens, so... Like, that one was easier for me to settle into, like, not flying off the handle the same way. I spent my childhood with the Orioles and Maryland basketball. Like, those are the things that I had as a child that mattered to me. So, those are the ones that are more difficult. Now, Maryland basketball has been so irrelevant for so long that it just hasn't, it's not been the same. But I, like, if you were around me the year, like, that Corey Lucius hit the, the shot to beat him in the NCAA tournament... I probably said some terrible things. I probably said some... Would I lose a job over it? I mean, I do work at a lovely Jesuit school. I'm not sure that the father would be thrilled with the video going viral of me. Glenn Clark screaming. But would I lose a job over it? Yeah, I I think I'm more likely to lose a job over that one than the other one. So I'm actually going to go with the interactions with women. And part of that is me personally. and I... Maybe if somebody reminded me of an interaction I had when I was like 17, I'd be like, "Oh God, oh right. no!" Okay, well, if you take, take it all back, if you take the career ramifications out of it, I think no, I lean... you don't get to take the career ramifications out of it, Griffin. It's, what did you? All right, it's all I'm... part of it. Like you have to consider all aspects of this. This is going to be all over the place tomorrow. This video of your worst moments, everyone's going to be talking about it. Everyone you know. What if I just run away? I, then there'd never be career ramifications. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't just show back up at Concordia Prep a couple weeks later. Like, hey, all's good now, right? I might be able to. I don't, I don't think it works that way. I don't think that's the case. 
So what's your answer? I I I don't know. I guess I'll lean with still lean with the uh, towards the sports. All right. My sports reactions. Maybe you just need to get smoother, bro. Yeah. I Maybe so. this is yeah. why this is why you should have reached out to your girl Dixie D'Amelio. You <laughs> right. should have you should have <laughs> tried to see if you can make that happen. You're sticking with your answer, Jake. Yep. All right. Very good. Continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Someone who responds will be chosen as a winner uh, for a T-shirt of their choice from our friends at Birdland Sports. <sighs> Graven, you want to tell everybody what's going on at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland? Yes, I want to tell you about the second chance uh, drawing that they got going on, which I wouldn't qualify for qualify for uh, after last night you know some good jacksonville state of Ooh, course rich rodriguez buying the drinking the rich rodriguez kool-aid you might if you were a loved one has a gambling problem no, call 1-800 gambler go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential service new, new york islanders 60 minute money line over your you son of a bitch your coyotes one and 11 in their last road games against the islanders so yep knew it not great. without a doubt well I mean, if look if if there's any team that i'm i'm not emotional about it is sure AF, the Arizona Coyotes, baby. <laughs> now, when they were good, that was not the case. I was in a bad place, man. When they were in the Western Conference Finals a few years ago. That's how, right. What, how many years that ago was that? That wasn't too long ago. It was like seven, six or seven years oh, ago. Something, seven, eight years ago, maybe. Um, I mean, I was shoveling bags of craisins down my throat. I was. It was a bad time, bro. It was not good. I was not handling it well. well but today, totally checked out. Totally checked out. In fact, if I would have thought about it, I would have bet on the, the Islanders last night, too. If luck wasn't on your side at a recent bet at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, get ready to turn those losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion. Between now and January 4th, 2024, all Live Casino and Hotel Maryland Rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum. And two nights a week, 20 different winners will be chosen. Prizes ranging from Live Casino and Hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social, ultimate happy hour prizes, cash and free play worth up to 5 Hundred dollars drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Adirondack Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLING. We'll get a tidbit. We'll get Tubi to wrap it up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Todd Karpovich profiles the Orioles' survivors, Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Mancastle, who all came from the previous regime but stuck through tough times to be key pieces in guiding the franchise back to prominence. Also inside, we remember the iconic Brooks Robinson with tributes from Jim Henneman and myself, Stan the Fan Charles, and a trip down memory lane to remember the most significant moments of his career. Plus, we meet players from college basketball programs around the state. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers, starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum two years prior experience. And police cadet starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half. Must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire, U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. 
Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Visit Harford County this fall. Celebrate Arts Across Harford September 15th through the 30th with dance, theater, music, and visual arts. September 29th through October 1st is the largest Italian festival in Maryland featuring entertainment, cooking demonstrations, a bocce tournament, and family fun. If you're headed to the Maryland Five Star, stay and play in Harford County. While you're there, enjoy the scenic views atop the king and queen seats and experience pumpkin patches, corn mazes, and fall brews along their Harford Life Trail. For more info, head to visit Harford.com. Maryland Open. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food? Check. Quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? Yep, yeah, yeah, we got to have the microphone on when we come back from break. We got to tighten that up. If you want to learn something today, Jake, then uh, and gotta, when I say it's time to go to break, we got to be ready to play the break. And when it's time to come out of the break, you got to have the microphone. It's the middle of a read. It's got to be able to do both. I Griffin, understand. it's not a, there's no, what? that's not a, nope, nope. This is millennial BS. You got to be capable of doing both. That's the way the world works, right? Like we all got to be able to do multiple things. All right, let's wind down for today's show. We'll get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Monday marked the first time ever that a, I mean, this is hardly a real stat, but it was the first time ever that a metro area won on the road in the MLB postseason and on Monday Night Football on the same day. I don't know how many times there were opportunities for that. But but as the Rangers and the Cowboys, of course, both won on Monday night. Uh, Phillies, over their last four games, they have hit three home runs off of the starting pitcher uh, in over each of their last four games. Three home runs off... A.J. Smith Shaver, uh, I think that's how it is, and then Spencer Schrider, Zach Allen, and Merrill Kelly last night. Uh, they are the second team in MLB history to hit three home runs off of a single pitcher in four straight games, regular or uh, postseason. They join 
1894 Chicago Colts. That was actually my next guess. That was you. Don't, what you don't know is that I've got a deep trove of Chicago Colts information, right? Right. So you know the th- four pitchers then that. Oh they hit God! It was all uh, 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 Dizzy Headbatson. Close. Tom Lovett. It was. Uh, hang on a second. It was um, Porcupine Face Jones. <laughs> Jack Stivitz. Okay. Uh, was that one? Um, oh God! Now, now was uh, was Trail Leader Johnson? Was he <laughs> one of them? Uh, Joette Meekin was one of them. Uh, right. And, and Kid Nichols. Oh, Kid Nichols. <laughs> yeah. Those were the four. Love their work. Love in their those work. Four games to the Chicago Colts. I believe uh, they were also a band. I'm pretty sure. Kid Nichols. The four of them. <laughs> Go ahead. Eight in, uh, in eight games this uh, postseason, the Phillies are slugging 575 and holding their opponents to a slugging percentage of just 241. Only one other MLB team in the modern era has had a stretch of eight games where they held the, where they had a higher slugging percentage and held opponents to a lower uh, lower slugging opponent slug, slugging percentage. The 1939 Yankees in a stretch in a stretch in June. Okay. Yeah. I hear That's they the were only good. Time that I hear they had some good hitters. Only time that a team has ever been, I guess, hotter, you could say, yeah. than the Phillies are right now. And with uh, with his two home runs last night, Kyle Schwarber now has 10 home runs in the league championship series in his career. It is tied for the second most in postseason history. Who has the most? And let's uh, let's do the in, a, in in LCS history in their careers. In their the careers. most LCS home runs. We'll in do their the top six, so five more. So this is a little bit different because it doesn't have to be modern because the LCS obviously mm-hmm. has been around since 70? 69. 69, right? Sixty nine because the Orioles won the first three ALCSs. Wow. Um, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson is not in the top six. <laughs> Mr. October. <laughs> Jake, you can guess two. Only right? six. Uh, I'm looking for guys <laughs> with a, nine or more. Bum. Only six. The Orioles are right to get rid of him. <laughs> um, Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez is number one. Most home runs in LCS history. 13. Schwarber tied for second with 10. Um... Should I guess Bernie Williams just because it came up on that last you list? You should guess Bernie Williams. He has nine. I wish I hated Top Bernie six. Williams more than I do. I really wish that I had more hatred in my heart for Bernie Williams. LCS. Gary Sheffield. Gary Sheffield is not in the top six. Uh, not sure how many Sheffield had. All right. Low. Oh, all right. So, uh, so F me, huh? Yeah. All yeah. Right. Dynamite observations, Jake. You're really you're killing it in this one. I'm, you're I'm doing you're doing a great job. Um, how about how about Mike Schmidt? Mike Schmidt is not on the list here. All right. Yeah. Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols That's has ten. Guess. He is tied. Uh, he's tied you. with Kyle Schwarber. Ten LCS home runs. So you have the top three, plus Bernie, two more. How about I'm trying to think of guys that have been on our other lists recently? How about um, Beltran? Not Beltran. How about so it, it is one that has been on most of our other lists, and then one that has not been on our other lists one because been of on most of our other lists because you got to go back yeah. further. One that's been on most of our other lists. I 
can't remember now. Jim Thome. Not Jim Thome. He has uh, he has six. Only six. S- sucks. How does he show his face? <laughs> like, should just move. You know what I mean? Like just Taiwan or something. Get the get the hell out. Six LCS home runs. Or even did you even baseball, bro? Alex Rodriguez? Not Alex Rodriguez. He has seven. Ryan Howard? Not Ryan Howard. Is it a, all right? Is it a Philly? It's not a Philly. Is it a Red Sox? Not a Red Sox. Is it a Yankee? Not a Yankee. Cardinal? Who's still active? Who's still? Like in, he's still still po- alive in these in, playoffs. Currently alive in these playoffs. Yeah. Is it Jose Altuve? Jose Altuve. Yes. Nine home runs for Jose Altuve. And then the other one is we got to go back away. Mm-hmm. Is it a Met? Uh, it is not a Mets. Is it a Philly? Not a Philly. Is it a Red? Not a Red. Is it an Oriole? Not an Oriole. Is it a Brave? No. A Brewer? No. We stink. Is yeah, it a you don't Dodger? It, no. It, it, you want the, once I get the team, you'll know it. Is it a Royal? It is a Royal. Is it George Brett? It is George Brett. I just don't associate George yeah. Brett with lots of... Associate LCS moments. Pine tar, right. pretty much. Is what you Nine moments. Kika Hernandez has eight. How about that? Which is interesting. How about that? Nelson Cruz is eight. Beltran had eight as well. So eight should have been the cutoff. Eight's the important number because you get to well, real you get to real ball players right. then. <laughs> yeah. You get to the real guys at that point. Corey Seager already at seven. Wow. That's yeah. pretty impressive. But as you said earlier, he's not really trying. No. <laughs> he's not. Bryce Harper, that's a guy who wants well, it. I'd, Corey Seager is you just. You line up Corey Seager and Bryce not Harper. Not even a guy to know. Yeah. Corey Seager is just along for the ride. Hey, everybody. I'm Corey. Just just taking it all He's in. He's carried by Nathan Rivoldi, yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. All right. Uh, totally Tubular is brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. Again, Saturday, October 28th for a hiring and community event. Opportunity for you to go through all the process, the application, the written test, the agility test, all of that. If you're thinking about a career in the Baltimore County Police Department, but also if you're not thinking about a career in the Baltimore County Police Department, just looking for like a fun place to go out, do a trunk or treat with your kids, They'll do all of that on Saturday, October 28th, the Baltimore County Police Department at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road. Find out more. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. Here's what's coming up this evening. Game three as the series shifts to Dallas or Arlington. Thank you. For uh, game three of the ALCS, Astros and Rangers, as we said earlier, Christian Javier against Max Scherzer just after 8 o'clock on FS1. The New York Liberty try again to close out the WNBA Finals as they take on Vegas tonight at 8. Is Vegas up? Or is sorry, the other yeah, way around. The New York, yeah. yeah, my thought, sorry. That's exactly right. Vegas tries again to close out the New York Liberty. Words. Words. It's another thing to write down. <laughs> Learn. Say things correctly. Don't just butcher everything that you're doing. 8 o'clock on ESPN for game four tonight. Capitals at the Senators tonight at 7 o'clock on Monumental. Uh, Penguins, Red Wings, 7.30 on TNT. Some college football that Griffin will be betting on despite knowing nothing about it. Sam Houston CBS, favorite tonight. CBS Sports Network, Florida International, Sam Houston at 7. They're 0-6. ESPN2, New Mexico. How bad is Florida International? I don't know. They're 3-4 uh, and four in the season. I don't know what happened then. New Mexico State, UTEP at 9. Uh, round 1 of whatever the PGA Zozo. Oh, that's the one in Japan because it starts at 11 p.m. tonight. Uh, the, the PGA Zozo Championship. Yeah, I couldn't be in today because he's got to prepare his sleep schedule to watch this. <laughs> nonsense golf tournament that I don't even know if it has a real field. Although I feel like this one actually has a field because like the Japanese like pay money to get the players to come out and participate in this one. 
Um, uh, the Wizards play a preseason game tonight at 7.30 against the Knicks on Monumental 2. Uh, TBS for AEW Dynamite at 8. Everything else non-sports-wise, or everything else sports-wise, find at glennclarkradio.com. Non-sports, besides I mean, the talking heads. Yeah, not a whole lot. Probably should have led heads. with that. The talking heads Daniel are on Caesar, Colbert. Daniel Caesar will be the musical guest for Colbert, <laughs> on the, while the talking heads are the guests. That's sad. Uh, I mean, like, I have no, no offense to Daniel Caesar. He's talented, but, like, Survivor, of course. Um, yes, of course. Otherwise, not. Uh, Martin Scorsese is going to be on Kimmel. If that, Promoting if what? That, I don't know. Probably just, He's not talk, allowed probably to, just to talk. I guess director or director is still allowed they're to. They're just going to do, like, I guess, glorified podcast now, essentially. You know, just have interesting people on. I guess that's what they're going to have to do. I don't um, know. We are into the corner fi- quarterfinals of Celebrity Jeopardy. Shane Battier is sure. on Celebrity Jeopardy. I'm good. I'm good, though. Um, yeah, the rest go to Glenn. I bumped into yeah. that guy at the Louisville Airport once. Shane Battier. Um, I. He was very nice. And, like, Shane Batty among Duke players is actually one of the few that I, like, respected at the time because he was just a damn good player. Like, he wasn't a whiny bitch. Like, he was just a a hell of a basketball player. And I remember I bumped into him. We were literally renting cars. We were at the same – the Kentucky Derby the same year. We were renting Mm. cars at the same counter. And he – I realized who it was, and I was, like, kind of smarmy about it. Like, I don't like Duke. I don't want to talk to Shane Battier. Hate shirt. Yeah, like go f yourself, Shane Battier. And then he turns around and he's like, "God, it's taking forever, right?" Like he just starts a conversation with me, and I'm like, "Yeah, Shane Battier, I'm frustrated <laughs> about this too." He was very nice. He was. I didn't tell him that I hated him. I did. I think I said he something like, Maryland fan, I, "I did say I'm like, you know, the irony of this." And he was like, "When I'm like, I'm from Maryland. I'm a radio host up there." Like. Part of my shtick is how much I hate Duke. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, big time. And I told him, I'm like, I wish I hated you like as much as I hate some of the other guys. And he was having fun with it. He's like, who do you hate? I'm like, come on, man. He's like, Reddick. Like, yep. <laughs> He's like, that makes sense. He was a really good guy. Like, I was not proud of the fact that I was pleasant with Shane Battier. Like afterwards, I'm like, I wish I could tell a story. Where I, like, I spit at him, like, slash his tires. I, you know, did. I didn't. Rental car I don't really think that I should have done that. I want to make that abundantly clear. <laughs> All right, very good. Everything else, GlennClarkRadio.com. Uh, Jake, where are you on uh, the socials? Uh, Jake Shindell on Twitter. That's S H I N D E L, right? Correct. Jake Shindell on Twitter. Uh, and you cover Towson men's basketball this season? I do. So you're a Towson fan? Give Jake a follow. He'll be uh, getting the, we'll call him Jakey Scoops. He'll be uh, getting you all your information during Towson basketball season. How do you feel about Towson this year? I honestly have no idea where they're going to be. Um, they got Nenda Tark from Coppin State, so local It's a guy. hell of a player. Yeah, so their defense, and then Charles Thompson, only remaining captain from last year. So they their defense should be among the best that they've had in the last decade. Maybe it'd be better this year that nobody expects them to win anything because they didn't yeah. handle that very much. No, they, they didn't, didn't handle the expectations quite so well. Maybe it'll be nicer to come in middle of the road and catch everybody by, uh, by surprise. All right, appreciate you hanging out with us. Appreciate your hard work. Maybe we'll see you in here again at some point this semester. Thanks today to Lemus Brown. Yes. Thanks to Terry Hasseltine. We'll get that and the Tyus Bowser show with uh, Jadavion Clowney up in the greatest hits section of the Oh, my God, it's so good. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. Really? Working on it. Oh, no. This is bad. This is as bad as it gets. Uh, we will make picks tomorrow. Yes. Uh, KZ will join us. And I believe that um, football and rugby player Nate Ebner is going to join the show. 
I had reached out to him when we heard that the Ravens were practicing with rugby balls. And everybody thought that was the reason why they dropped everything in Pittsburgh and like Rex Ryan was going off about it. I was like, well, if there's someone that might know about this, it would be Nate Ebner. Um, so I reached out to him and then it just didn't happen until this week. And they were like, do you still want to do this? And I'm like, eh, kind of not really a story anymore, but Nate Ebner's great. I guess let's do it anyway. So I think we're going to talk to Nate Ebner tomorrow. I don't even know if they're still practicing with the, they might as well, they might've put the rugby balls away for all I know, but we'll talk to him about it and see if there's anything there. All right, thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, the Maryland Five Star, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, the Baltimore County Police Department, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday night. Do we care about anything tonight? No, we don't. Nah. Go nobody. Duke sucks.